It's time for Twit This Week in Tech, episode 900. We celebrate with a rocket takeover. Brianna Wu, Christina Warren, and Simone de Rochefort join me. We'll talk about what's happening at Twitter. Elon is <laughs> kind of going crazy on the platform. And stay tuned, because at the end of the episode, one of us is going to get hit with a pie. I'm not kidding. Twit is next. Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This is Twit. This Week in Tech, episode 900 for Sunday, November 6th, 2022. The Pies Have It. This Week in Tech is brought to you by On Logic. On Logic is helping innovators around the world solve their most complex technology challenges using On Logic industrial computers, which are engineered for reliability, even in environments that would challenge or destroy traditional computer hardware. Learn more and find out about On Logic's 30-day risk-free hardware trial by visiting onlogic.com/twit. And by Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. Are you wasting money on subscriptions? Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash twit. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. And by IT Pro TV. If you're looking to break into the world of IT or if your IT team needs to level up, get the introduction you need with IT Pro TV. Check out an IT Pro TV business plan by visiting itpro.tv slash twit today. And by Podium. Join more than 100,000 businesses that already use Podium to streamline their customer interactions. See how Podium can grow your business. Watch a demo today at podium.com slash twit. It's time for Twit This Week in Tech, the show we cover the week's news. This, ladies and gentlemen, is a momentous occasion for a number of reasons. First of all, it is our 900th episode twit 900 i know that's kind of hard to believe second because we're being taken over by the rocket podcast it's so exciting for me i'm a huge fan from right to left well you all know uh brianna my right your left uh rebellion pack she's been here many many times uh welcome brianna great to have you i have some questions i think i was on like three weeks ago and now i'm just i'm back i'm busting up in your show again well uh I I think when you were on three weeks ago, you said we should do a rocket show, and and you invited us. And I was like, yes, we're going to make it happen. I, I know what happened because I said amazing. I can never get Simone to show up. We try and we try <laughs> to get her on the show, and she never can do it. And you said I'll talk to her. I said, well, why don't you get Christina too while you're at it, and we'll make it uh we'll make it a rocket takeover. Here's Christina Warren. Hello, film girl Woo! in studio, in senior studio. developer advocate for GitHub. GitHub's having an event this week. Yes, GitHub Universe is a uh, GitHubUniverse.com. Please like register, but that's going to be Wednesday and Thursday uh, at a uh, your Buena um, Convention Center. Um, here in San Francisco, and uh, but it'll also be streamed online, so I'm in town for that. Nice. And what's actually funny is that I reached out, like, unrelated. We wanted to get you on, yes, because you were going to be in town, exactly, so you could come in. So I was gonna, I was already planning on being here, and I think that's why we're doing it so quickly, Brianna, because oh, we have we have two out of the three. If only somebody knew Simone de Rochefort, only we could ask her to be on. Simone, Simone is here. She's she's she's, she's finally joining us from her dungeon. 
You have this my windowless dungeon. You know, now that I know you live in Manhattan, I understand this is actually a palace. Right, it How, is. Where's your kitchen? Is that the, over on the left there with the bell? Yeah, oh. right back there. Yeah, just right back there. I just <laughs> climb into the closet. Never, I turn on my little Bunsen I've never, burner. I've never seen smaller kitchens in my life than in New York. Oh yeah, no, it's it's great. You get like if you have a dishwasher, which I did in Brooklyn, but it was not a full size. It was like the half size dishwasher, which is almost worse than no dishwasher at all because like you can maybe get one pan in it. Yeah, remember, well, the temptation and the possibility is there, but the reality exactly. See, I, I did. They had remember Bob the mini dishwasher at. Uh, no, that's not it. No, wait a minute. Let me see no. if I can find it. At uh, CES last uh, earlier this year. Oh, yeah. It was a personal dishwasher. Yes, I remember this now. It was tiny. And I thought, well, who would want that? Now I know. People who have small apartments. <laughs> People like uh, you. It's just a little bob, a little dishwasher on your sink like that. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, I love that. That's great. Can I say something oh, to you, wow. young people? Just wash your goddamn dishes. <laughs> what the hell's okay, wrong hang with on. you? No, I'm I mean, that, that is what most of us wind up doing because we don't have a dishwasher, but it, yes. This I have... dishwasher holds three dishes and a casserole. You could wash it in half the time it would take to load the damn thing. Sorry. It's true. I have two important points to make. One, you should always hand wash pans, knives, uh, things you. like that. There's no reason Thank to put them you. in the dishwasher. Now, very important. However, do you put on. your silverware handle up or handle down? Uh, handle down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, so, I, I do mind handle up. It's controversial. It's, I know. I know. Well, my wife and I, she, she throws everything in the dishwasher, including my beautiful knives with the wooden handles and my, oh, wooden, no, and my no. wooden spoons. What? I got to the point where I buy wooden spoons by the dozen now <laughs> because I know they're going to get warped and ruined. Right. And everything goes in the dishwasher. But then we had a fight when we first got together many years ago handle up or handle down. So that's why I'm asking. <laughs> uh, my personal feeling is. You put the tongs down yes. so that you can remove them and hold them by the handle. You don't want to pick it out. with Exactly. A, I don't have to sterilize myself to get my silverware out of the dishwasher. You yeah. agree? I'm 100% with you. Apparently, yeah. Simone Why are you does not. putting tongs in the dishwasher? No, Those no, are hand regular, No, no, regular silverware. Yeah, like, like putting oh. the fork down. Like you, don't, you don't want to, like, you know, oh, the tines yourself. The tines okay. down yeah. or tines up is the question. I do kitchen well, knives. You, you don't mess around with that. Mm-hmm. Those are if you cook seriously, that oh, is especially your favorite chef's knife. I know that is you. You don't like right. if I, I found that Frank put my chef's knife in the dishwasher, we would have a fight. I've broken her. Yeah, I think anyway. the real question. Oh, go on. No, yeah, move on, move on. <laughs> <laughs> the real question in my mind is how much is this going to be like Rocket? And how much is going to be? I like could Twitter. talk about washing dishes for literally the whole. Three You're trying hour to show. turn this into Rocket, and oh, that's we've literally never once talked about housework on, on Rocket. Oh, yeah, literally, no, no, we no, actually but I mean... haven't, even though it's my favorite thing. <laughs> wow. Well, here's your opportunity, Simone. No. Uh, Rocket is a wonderful podcast in Relay FM that uh, talks about really a lot of, about news. Right. In fact, I'm going to apologize because I think we're going to kind of rerun your last show. That's a little completely bit. fine. Because well, no, but look, there's been more stuff since. There's we been ha- more stuff. We had to record on Tuesday because I was going out of town, and everything that happened between Tuesday and now, there's it's a whole other show's worth. Elon fired everybody on Friday. He sent yeah. out a note saying uh, on Oof. Thursday, "Don't come in." By the way, I love it that it was signed Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Elon, we know it's you. <laughs> uh, don't come in. We're locking the office because we're going to lay a lot of people off. All of you. This is this is cruel. All of you are going to get an email with a subject line, something like your future at Twitter. Yes. 
And then we'll read the mail and learn whether you are staying or leaving. Well, it would depend on where it went. If it went to your personal mail, that means that you're gone because you've been locked out of everything. But if it went to your work mail, then congratulations, you are still employed for the moment. I can't imagine anything handled more poorly. This Me either. The worst layoff in history. Worse than the guy who fired everybody on Zoom. I was Okay, so you think it's worse than that? Because I was having this debate with some people in like a, um, a signal chat where we were trying to decide. I think overall this is worse because of just how there was no communication for the whole week that he'd owned the Those company. Those poor people were just it's twisting awful. in the wind. Well, agreed. And, 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 and I think the uncertainty was so bad. But I do wonder, like, I, I think that also just being called into a, group sla- into a group Zoom meeting and being told you're fired and then the meeting cutting out That's halfway through bad. because they were cutting everyone's access... Well, Regardless, this was terrible. my question, too, because uh, we were talking about this a bit, Christina. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I initially read the story, you know, of course, at first it was well, the Washington Post reporting there might be 70 percent of the company laid off. Then it was a slightly lower number, I think, when we recorded on Tuesday. Right. And then it ended up being a, a ton of people. And I was I was reading about how this was done, which does seem very cruel. I, I did start wondering, like, what is the right way to do this in a world where so many people do work from home at this exact moment? And that oh. question was kind of answered for us by the stripe, stripe layoffs, yes, which we talked about, Christina, which like obviously layoffs are terrible and one would hope that you would never have to live through them. And they're hard for people who are laid off. They're hard for the people who remain behind at the company. But when we compare the Twitter email with the email that Stripe sent out to their employees, there's just a huge difference in the clarity of mm-hmm. the communication that happened to the people who were laid off. Yeah. No, I think you're exactly I'm right. Also, I'm also really struck by the methodology that they used to decide who they were going to fire. That was bizarre. Like they, they, they went through and for the engineering talent, it was like who had the most like lines of code that they well, uh, submitted. They asked crazy they asked people so to, to print yes. out their code in fact yes. Leah Culver right. tweeted a picture yes. of her with the code she'd committed mm-hmm. uh and 100%. then there's a couple of things weird about that first of all they brought in tesla engineers yes. to talk to you yep. about your code commits engineers working on a completely different product right who, by the way don't already don't have the best track record well not only that but like are not javascript engineers yeah. twitter is like a, front end. A, no exactly twitter is largely a javascript shop so you know, if you're working on hardcore things that Tesla does, like, or do you even know how to evaluate, you know, that code? There's also, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I doubt, I can't believe that, for, it's just, it's, it boggles the mind that it's possible for somebody to buy a company on f- Friday and within a week fire half the staff, knowing who to fire and who not to fire. I don't understand. 100%. What, so would you, what metrics are you looking at? Right. Well, how would you know if somebody's a good employee or not? You wouldn't. Now, from what I've, there's been some reporting about this, and then I've heard some things independently that the previous um, executive they already had team, a map. They already had listings, and they'd already been asking people to make lists. Now, in my opinion, this actually is even more frustrating because the severance packages from some of the reporting things we've heard was not as good as what it had ever been at Twitter beforehand. Which means that if you knew that layoffs were coming. The humane thing to do would be while you still have a job as an executive to lay off those people the right way, to well, to do the right thing, and and, and, and and then if more people needed to be laid off, fine. But instead, from what I understand, they basically just wanted it to be Elon's problem, and you know wanted to close the deal. But if you come into a happen. company, fire 
all the leadership yeah and then use their roadmap for who else to fire right it's kind of saying i don't trust these guys they didn't do a good job running twitter oh but by the way let's look let's let's use what they what they their notes so i I, I find it hard to believe that that was a value what's the deal with the lines of code why print out your code there's a famous story this is andy oh yes yes i love this i love this folklore.org about the early days of the macintosh he's writing about bill atkinson arguably the greatest coder of our, our era, one of them, certainly. Well, one, 100%. One of the, the like quintessential, like, of the modern kind of GUI era people, like, yes. He wrote QuickDraw. He yep. wrote the, the graphic primitives for the Macintosh. And he says, in early 82, the Lisa software team was trying to buckle down for the big push to ship the software within the next six months. Some of the managers decided it would be a good idea to track the progress of each individual engineer in terms of the amount of code they wrote from week to week. Sound familiar? So they asked every engineer to submit a form. Bill Atkinson, legendary Bill Atkinson, had been working on optimizing QuickDraw, had rewritten the region engine using a simpler, more general algorithm. So on his form, he said, "Um, I wrote minus 2,000 lines of code. He cut out 2,000 lines of code. Wow. Now... If you're, if you're asking me, I say that's a guy to hire. I agree. I <laughs> but agree. But that printout 100%. is a little short. <laughs> it, is. it is. Yeah, 100%. But, but it's just such a dumb metric to base things on. And we don't know. You know we don't know. A lot of mystery. I, I, we don't know what happened. I was going to say, I've, I've heard a lot of conflicting things from people yeah. who would be in a better position to know to say that maybe that was part of it, but that wasn't the entire thing. Regardless, mm-hmm. if that plays any role, you know, it just shows just what a disaster this well, whole thing has been. And I think I the think, reason... Yeah. You know, there's been no communication, and that's that allows yeah, when these there's narratives a to vacuum build. of information. That's when your conspiracy theories and all the weirdness starts. And I'll add one more weird piece that just came out this morning. Uh, people are saying this is Matt Navarra uh, who tweeted, "Confirmed, Twitter is now asking some fired mm-hmm. workers to please come back." Yeah. Some were laid off by mistake. Mm -hmm. Some were let go before management realized their experience is needed to build the features Elon. Or as you call him, uh, Brianna, I believe, Elno is planning. Elno. Elno. (laughs) I made a typo with that. I'm like, no, this is actually better. It's catching on. A viral tweet about that. No, it's great. I love love it. it. I love it. Well, it also has the advantage that if, if Elon's looking for his name, which he is undoubtedly spending most of his day doing. Yeah, you may not find Elno. Did we all see about like how the how how a lot of this stuff leaked was that when he added some of the new uh, lieutenants and 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 um, some of his new like henchmen into Twitter's Slack instance, they did not realize that the channels they created were not private by default. <gasps> yep, and oh, that's, that's why delicious. people were able to then monitor what was happening, find documents yep. which were also not private. Uh, David Sachs's calendar was open to everyone. <gasps> And so he was able to see, the people were able to see, oh, we're having meetings about layoffs here, here, and here. I mean, just the the level of incompetence the whole way around. It's just so, I feel, I feel so bad for every person who's still there, every person who was there. I know yes, that it was, my a, heart I know it was goes a, out. I know it was a messy company, but to have it happen this way and then for it to be so public and, and, and to just then have a certain contention of the internet gleefully like rejoicing oh, yeah. in this, a lot of it's, it's really gross. Yeah. Like, I really that feel is for exactly. Everybody. Yeah, because yeah, Twitter is it's one of the loudest pieces of social media we have. Like tweets get printed in so many other like news stories on articles all over the internet, and everyone on Twitter is very opinionated. And I think we'll talk about this a little bit, but like 
it's not the biggest social media, but it contains some of the biggest like uh, windbags that we have, and I include myself among them. Um, also, so it, amplification, yeah, as you say, for this to be happening, it, it really goes out to the world at large. If you tweet something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as Donald mm-hmm. Trump and Elon yeah. Musk have both yes. is Elon 100%. Musk the number one poster now on oh, yeah. Twitter? I believe so. Oh, we can yeah. say it on your show. No. We'll bleep it just Damn like it. we do on your show. <laughs> as as, as a, Simone's the one who has to keep uh, us in check. I don't think there's a way to say poster without saying. I, yours, I mean, ish poster. Say is S what poster. I say S poster, but that sounds like sposter. No, I say ish poster. Ish poster. Ish, ish poster. Okay. But Crap it doesn't, poster. it's not as good as poster. There it's is, not. I, I kid poster. you not. There is somebody, probably Jason Howell, who is now assiduously writing down the time codes of every time you say. <laughs> so keep saying it. <laughs> And uh, that Jason, way, Jason, I'm so sorry. That's usually my job, and I, I'm so sorry. You do it very well. No, I don't. I explicitly don't. I get in trouble for it. On, now on you use a high pitched beep. I, I do. We use a beep, John. No, we like reverse it. We do silence. Oh, I like that. I like that better, honestly. Sometimes you'll no, hear on rap records. We wanted to sound like Jerry so, Springer back in the day. What Just is Springer? Beep, bloop, 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 bloop. Bloop. Yeah, yeah. That's fun too. No. I, I just wanted to, but going back to who they fired, I wanted to say we do know a lot about which teams uh, they fired at this point. We know that one of the teams that worked on accessibility for mm-hmm. you know people with disabilities, they're gone. Uh, we know one of the teams that dealt with uh, misinformation, they are gone. We know that the Twitter right feature, something I've been really, really eager uh, for them to uh, unveil finally, like I've been talking to them in, in PM forever going, please. Please bring this to market. I want to use this. Like Elon is announcing that you're going to be able to do long form things on Twitter. And then he goes and fires the entire Twitter right team. And it's just, it's, it's all the moves he's making. It's like, I understand that there need to be layoffs here. I don't think Twitter is the only overstaffed company in Silicon Valley. And I think it can make times sense sometimes to like take a step back, look at what you need and refocus in a moment like this. I don't think anyone reasonable would have an issue with that. But the thing is, they came in here. They're getting people from outside the company to make these decisions. It's haphazard. You've got legacy. Uh, There was a great thread on Twitter yesterday with someone who works on the uh, the reliability uh, part of Twitter, talking about how he is really worried about the threats to the service from here forward because there are people that understand all this legacy code that they count on to keep the thing running for high frequency events like uh, Queen Elizabeth and they're just gone now. So like say the midterms uh, next week, this week rather, like what's going to happen when that part of Twitter goes down or needs someone that understands that to look at it. It's just going to plummet. So Think about the reliability of Twitter going down in the same period of time that you're asking people to pay $8 a month for it. It makes no sense. It's just, it's, it's, if you had to do this, there was a much smarter way to do it. I think uh, one of the people fired was the person who writes the notes for the IS, yes. iOS update. <laughs> Cause I no. think, I think this time, and Micah, thank you for pointing this out. Elon Musk wrote these. What's new? Starting today, we're adding great new features to Twitter Blue, and we have more on the way soon. Get Twitter Blue for seven ninety nine a month if you sign up now. Is that actually? Uh, then I heard that it wasn't everybody wasn't getting that option. That they're rolling it out. Blue check mark quote, uh, colon power to the people colon your account. Oh God! Your account will get a blue check mark just like the celebrities, companies, and politicians you already follow. Speaking as 
a blue checkmark person. I will be losing my blue checkmark in three months, so thank <laughs> you very much. Coming soon, half the ads, ampersand, much better ones. <laughs> right. Well, sure. better ads. I'm glad I they are. Well, I mean, all the advertisers that. are also, like, big accounts are, are pausing or leaving. Some of them made the decision on the call with him when, as he was trying to calm advertisers down. This is according to Kara Swisher. The advertising community was kind of so turned off. They were like, yeah, so we're going to pause our spend. Yeah. Because we don't well, have Elon fired the person who liaised with these people. Oh, no, no she quit. Oh she quit. She quit. She, she, then, she, she basically said, we're still committed to these things. And then I guess after two days, she was like, actually, you know what? Bye. No, no. Then he <laughs> flies mind. to New York to meet with advertisers yes. without her right. because she quit and takes the meeting himself. The uh, Swisher was saying that people were saying in the meeting, uh, Elon seemed distracted, unprepared, uh, just the usual, you know, kind of off the cuff BS at which point advertisers literally pause the meeting, typed to their, their CMO, <laughs> let's not buy any more ads for a little bit. Um, oh, my God. So half the ads, but much better ones, according to <laughs> sure. this anonymous writer. Since you're supporting Twitter, Twitter in the battle against the bots, oh, I didn't know that that's what the eight bucks did. We're going to reward you with half the ads and make them twice as relevant. Okay. Post, what? what? Post longer videos. You'll finally be able to post longer videos to Twitter. By the way, there should be a dot, dot, dot. That's yeah. not in this update, but, you know, we're going to do that eventually. Priority ranking. For quality content. Okay. He said this, and I don't understand what that means. Your content, if you pay eight bucks. By the way, who's going to pay eight bucks? Kanye? Uh, Christina Warren. Christina I mean, Christina Warren, Warren absolutely. Christina, well, are you going to pay eight bucks? Yeah. Absolutely. Really? I already pay for Twitter Blue. I'm not going to That's three bucks. I know, but it's. Uh, but then I think they changed the price. I don't even know how much I pay. It's, it's, a, it's yes, I... It was four ninety nine. Then three. It was two ninety nine. Then it was four ninety nine. Right. Seven ninety nine. And I think I've been paying three ninety nine or two ninety nine. I don't know. Yes, I will pay eight dollars. Twenty dollars. Okay. I might yeah. have. Brianna. Eight dollars. Yes. Eight dollars. I I'm with Christina. I already subscribed to Twitter Blue, and you know I I've gotten so much out of Twitter for my career, and you know I'm there to go viral and to it, it's beneficial <laughs> to my career and the things I want to do. But isn't that and where you were most, a month, most attacked in Gamergate was on Twitter? A hundred percent. Like Twitter is, it's the bane of my existence, and it's like also a, a critical tool for me to get through my day. And uh, you know, it's it's hard, but like that that algorithm. Christine is on Twitter right now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, look, I can't quit it. I, 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 I'm okay, s- can I just say something? And you, I, I want to say this in the kindest way. Sure. Possible. Sure. You you sound like Stockholm Syndrome. You're not like wrong. You, you sound like cigarette addicts mm-hmm. who Fair. are Fair. trying to give up you're, something that's bad, patently yes, bad for you. Yeah. You're not in any way yep. wrong. But I also, it is hilarious, awful, wonderful, you amazing things happen. You can't let it go. Well, it's just, look. At a certain point, if the people who are who I'm on the platform for, which make it worth being on, go away, if the culture goes away, but just ridiculous, stupid things will happen that only happen on Twitter. Yeah. And there is some cultural thing. There going is a on. cultural thing going yeah. on, and I, even now, as it's breaking down, the fact that it's happening on Twitter is in and of itself like the car crash you can't turn away from. So as I've been, I I've ha- been joking, like I will be, you know, playing, you know, near my God to thee. As this goes down, like it sinks into the into the sea, you'll be dancing on the deck of the Titanic. Mm -hmm. I have thoughts about this because I, while I absolutely I am very sad about everyone who has lost their job at Twitter, I do think there's something very special and interesting about a website 
that is fundamentally broken. And Twitter has been that in a lot of ways for Mm. many years, in ways that Twitter itself has been actively trying to fix when it comes to addressing harassment and misinformation and all of these incredibly important things that make the website more humane to be on. However, as a person who is on Tumblr right now, a website that is fantastically broken and has a strange community that like feels like they've been through something together. There's something in me that is excited for that era of Twitter. Cause I don't think it's going to die. If it dies, it won't die right away. Like the people who are in it for the long haul, like you, Christina, they're sticking around. Um, and until they go away, Twitter will continue to exist in some form or other. And I think we're just going to see it kind of evolve in strange and fascinating ways. And I'm, interested in that not in a car crash kind of way but in like what happens to this community what does it turn into Mm. um and i think maybe it only becomes a problem because there are so many high profile people there and because there's so much potential for misinformation so like it's not all fun and games but i do think it's fascinating it is possible that it could technically fail if you fire half oh yeah the people if you don't fire the right half oh oh see honestly (laughs) to me i think that so a week ago when we were when this stuff happened if you would ask me what are the chances of of twitter literally kind of catching on fire and a lot of people moving off and it dying very quickly i've been like look i'll see you all in two days everybody's moving to mastodon i'm like see yeah. see you in five minutes right like you're, you're gonna be back on in half an hour you're gonna do the same thing that as we were talking pre-show all of us have done we sign up for these services we use them and then we go back to what we know but seeing how this was handled, seeing some of the changes that they claim they aren't making, but now there's no one to, you know, kind of keep things running, knowing things that I've heard about how, like, the internal code bases of Twitter has been handled, I do have very real questions, of which is, is this site going to be able to remain up? And where's the institutional knowledge? And what's going to happen? And, you know, um, even though they laid off uh, fewer people on the trust and safety team, that doesn't mean that there aren't still other people on, like, what are you doing to prevent fraud? Like, Lon says he wants to get rid of the bots, but are you employing the people who were going to do a good job with that, right? Or is this going to become overrun? So I don't know. I think that you're right. I think there's a very real possibility that it could break down technologically. I also think, and this is a total 180 from where I was a week ago, that it is much more likely that things could get worse much more quickly than, than I thought. Yeah, and the I midterms really agree with that. I also, oh, go ahead, Simone. I was just going to say the midterms next week is where we're going to mm. see that tested for the first time, probably. Hundred percent. I think. I think. Uh, you know, Twitter, just like uh, Tesla, is facing a huge amount of competition. I think TikTok really opened up the door that you know you could have people come in with a better product and uh, you know get a real foothold. You know, uh, TikTok got a foothold by not just focusing on on Gen Z, but by making it a pleasant place to spend time. If you're on TikTok, there's not just this barrage of negativity that you get with with Twitter. I think if you had those half of people that quit at Twitter and they went and started something that was just like, look, Twitter as a technical product is utterly fungible. And they said, we are going to put trust and safety first. That is our primary mission objective. And on top of that, you know, we're going to verify the journalists and we're going to 
you know, tweak the algorithm so it's more about, you know, broadcasting current events other than, you know, quote, tweet dunks on everybody, right? <laughs> I think the real problem is Twitter is not a pleasant place to spend time. It's a tool that all of us need. And, you know, for major events, it's a lot of fun. Like there have been like days on Twitter. It's just the best thing that's ever happened yeah. when someone makes a huge mistake. Like, do you remember the Will Smith slap thing? That was a great day on Twitter. Well, <laughs> Okay, well, do you guys remember the greatest day in the history of online, which was when the llamas escaped? And and, and then later on, the the dress happened? Yes. On the same day, the dress and the llamas. The dress and the llamas. That was the greatest day in the history of online. And Twitter was was amazing. Wonderful. I thought you were going to say. I think you guys have mush mush minds from watching too much Gilligan's Island and eating too much cotton (laughs) candy. Definitely, this yeah. Is, That's a show yeah, that I've garbage seen. culture. Yes, it is. This is garbage yeah. culture. It is absolutely is not, garbage. Yeah. And and we are garbage. You're not good people. for you. And you're not gar- garbage yeah. people. And w- no, but we yeah. are. And 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 there's there's a. No, certain- you're not. <laughs> you're not. You deserve better than llamas escaping in blue gold dresses. You deserve better. Have you listened to the show? Do you know how many episodes we've had on Anna Delphi? Like, Wait, I want to know what Leo's point. best day on Twitter was. Yeah, what was your de- best yes. day on Twitter? Oh, no, I've had nothing but bad memory. days on Twitter because, well, <laughs> in fact, one of the reasons I pulled back from Twitter was I realized, and I think some of you have not yet realized this, that the only thing you can do on Twitter is get in trouble. That it's very hard not to get in trouble because what mm-hmm. happens is Twitter's designed to get you in trouble. Okay. And and what you put on Twitter feels like it's quick, it's fast, it's gone immediately, and it's not that it lives forever. So I think for most people, Twitter ends up being uh, a dangerous place. And I, yeah. I include Elon Musk in this. I include myself. I had I stopped tweeting on Twitter because I got in a fight with somebody. You know, it, it really wraps you up and you, and winds you up and you get in a fight. And then then a day later you go, what have I done? You don't have those experiences? No, you definitely do. But I, w- I will push back a little bit because all those things are accurate and are true. But I think that and, – and look, this isn't exclusively true of Twitter. This could be true of any other network where you can really build relationships with people. But I've genuinely met people like – Micah Sargent, who is in this room yep. right now in the audience, um, he and I are, are friends and started doing a podcast together and got to know each other because of Twitter. Um, uh, Brianna Wu, Simone de Rochefort and I, like because of social networks, I've right. built real relationships. I've gotten jobs. I've had really in-depth conversations with people that I would have never I otherwise had a chance to meet, even through things like Twitter spaces. When that debuted during the pandemic, I met a great group of people that I, I talk to all the time because of Animal Crossing and a Twitter uh, DM group. There are, are people that I used, uh, you know, some of them I, I worked with at Microsoft, some of them I didn't, who we all got to know each other. Like right. there are, I think, real community and relationship things that happen in addition to the fights. And, and I do agree with you that Yes, it probably is optimized to to get you in trouble, but there's really good things that are are part mm-hmm. of of this too. I, I mean, social networks are good uh, uh, for all of that. I agree, um, and I guess it wouldn't be as good if it were a small network, right? So mm-hmm. you need some some global network to meet people and to kind of find affinity groups and all that. I guess you have to have, and the problem, of course, with all social networks is the bigger they get, the more wild and unmanageable and problematic they get. Right. We've seen this again and again. And what's a small social network, we were talking before we began the show about prior failed social networks like Path or mm-hmm. Pounce mm. or Jaiku. And they were all great because they were small. 
And it's, but it's, mm-hmm. if they had gone to the size of Twitter, they would have been as bad as Twitter, of course. Right. Yeah. I mean, or there, worse. Or, and there's probably a balance, right? There probably is like maybe that perfect spot when it's big enough to incorporate a bunch of different types of people, but not so big that it, you know, um, becomes a cesspool, right? And there's uh, the problem because they're trying to make these websites continually bigger and bring right. in more users so they can more make money, which does make sense because websites need to make money. But I don't think anyone has properly solved the question of how do we continue growing and make this community global and enormous without making everyone be at each other's throats all the time. Twitter probably did the best job, right? Oh, the llama! The llama day. Oh my God, this was the greatest moment ever. Twitter was set up to do a really good job. I mean, with all these teams that have now been... Got yeah, it. Maybe Sorry, I'll so let much. us watch the llama because no, no, no. It's, uh, most people are listening. The rest of them are being distracted by uh, the sight of a guy chasing a very adorable-looking black llama. Well, I do want to talk Sun about City. llamas, really, because I think that they are one of the few mammals that, <laughs> yeah. like, you can look into their eyes and like <laughs> see no no love there, no understanding. They are creatures that are wow. full of disdain for you. Yeah. I don't like. Has anyone ever met a loving llama? No, they no. spit. They're gro- Thank you. grouchy. Yeah. Grouchy. Yeah. No, don't confuse a llama with a, uh, what's the cute one? Alpaca? Alpaca. Alpacas. Because those are human. Yeah, those are really sweet. Yeah. But llamas, no. Llamas are, are, can I say asshole? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, y'all, I've got some breaking news. Yes. I have some breaking news. Llamas have escaped. Uh, Elon Musk has just tweeted, tweet, tweeted that going forward, any Twitter handle engaging impersonation without clearly specifying their parody will be permanently suspended. You know why he this said that? Clearly, you know why? Because everybody's become Elon everyone Musk. Is, yep. Everyone is renaming it. And I just, I got to say, this is the hypocrisy of this dude. Yes. You know, it's like he says he wants free speech and then people are, are, are going, are, 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 he's the butt of the joke and that's when he should it down. Everybody's so, been testing to- content oh, moderation yes. by t- changing not their hand, their Twitter handle, but their the, their the nick yeah. to Elon Musk, mm-hmm. adding a blue check, putting the same picture, and then saying outrageous things. And apparently, they've gotten under the skin of Elon, and now he said, "Well, no, that's not going to happen." And this is going to be exactly the problem. Yes, it? this is really Elon's fiefdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's two things that Elon could do with Twitter: try to get his money back. Not going to happen. But he could try, yeah. polish it up, turn it into you know something that maybe investors might say, "Oh, you know, this is, this is the new Twitter." Call the private equity people in. And I don't think private equity. I think IPO because you're more. There are more dumb people in IPO than private equity. Oh no, he's already saying, got private <laughs> equity. He's got thirteen billion dollars. He's got a billion I'm, I'm, dollar uh, I'm, I'm, a year vig. No, I'm just thinking if he wants to get out of this as soon as possible. Nobody's going to buy it from him. Uh, this was the whole problem. Twitter what if we buy it? For, Twitter, well, yeah. <laughs> Twitter had been trying to sell itself for years, and nobody would buy it. Along comes this cuckoo million billionaire. I'll give you forty-four billion. What? Okay, sure. Yeah, nobody's gonna. So maybe polishes the turd and IPOs, or maybe he really wants the influence, the power that Twitter could give him. Certainly gave Donald Trump uh, uh, the presidency, right? Sure. Although I think there's a question to then be had, which is, does that influence remain if it turns into if all the people and the 
programs that made it what it is if they go away and if it becomes this fiefdom. No, but he's Philip Morris. He's got you guys hooked already. Well, no, so but, all he has to do is keep feeding you the Nick well, and you're going to stay on. Well, we're hooked, <laughs> but at the same time, I will say, like, but genuinely, and, and, I, and I say this as somebody who I just said I'm going to go down with the Titanic with this thing. Yes. I will, but... I'm also going to add a caveat with that, which is that if people that I get a good experience with, and I'm not talking about the the good experience of when we all are mad at someone, but like the genuinely good experiences, <laughs> if that goes away, I might still check in, but I'm not going to be active, right? Like that's a different sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, so, I still read it. Right. But that still means it has influence. You're a journalist. Oh, well, you're not a journalist anymore, well, but you yeah, were. right, sure. Lots of journalists. They will read it. They will amplify. The New York Times will still publish tweets. Well, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. I, th- I think we'll see because if the people that would be doing notable things go away, if it's just his, you know, echo chamber, then I, th- I, I don't know. I don't know if the culture remains the same. Well, he's screwed. It's just about if, him. if that happens, he can't polish the turd and sell it, and he can't. He won't have any influence, and he's really out of luck. Then Neil I. Patel's correct, and he's entered his own impossible Hobson's choice. It's a hellscape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely believe some team is going to come forward and they're going to do the things that the reasonable people on Twitter have been asking for for years. Better trust and safety, more transparent policies, you know, lowering the toxicity, you know, tweaking the algorithm so it's less about out, uh, outrage and more about positive conversation. There is definitely a space for a product like that. I think journalists, generally speaking, are interested in getting their stories out to people and and looking at sources and i think that the credible people that twitter is is basically provide the content that makes twitter worthwhile i think increasingly they're going to look at the way elon is running this thing and they're going to be looking for alternatives and i think there's ample space for a competitor there um there isn't one yet though right there's nobody that's a reasonable competitor right I, not, there's not, the not Facebook. I, I do want to say go I signed up for Mastodon on a whim. And look, we've criticized it plenty on our show. It is hard to access. The onboarding gets an F minus. But I have to say the conversations I'm having on there because of the technical barrier to signing up for it, it's it's like app.net again. Like it's it's, yeah, it's oh, very yeah. technical. We've run a Mastodon. You didn't yeah. know this, but we've run a Mastodon instance for some years, twit.social. I've been really impressed with it. So and far. Uh, I'm a little nervous about actually enticing people from Twitter to come over. I don't want it to turn into the next <laughs> right. Twitter. Uh, I think <laughs> yeah. that would be, in fact, I've kind of tell people, you know, tone it down. This isn't the same place. Uh, get to know the culture before you start yes. doing the same stuff. Um, I'm a little nervous, actually, about Mastodon attempting to become Twitter. It has some structural things that will keep it from that. The federation is great. I run an instance, you run an instance, mm-hmm. they run an instance, and you can block instances you don't like. You can, you can choose who rules. to follow. You can have different rules. You, In a way, you could do what I was saying, which is create a small uh kind of more personal space that still connects to a larger global space. So Mm -hmm. there is, and that's what Blue Sky, by the way, Jack Dorsey's attempt to create a federated Twitter is all about. Do you think Blue Sky is going to be, come along and be a replacement? I signed up for the beta. beta. Don't have an invite yet. Same, I don't have an invite either. Um, And and I I was mean to Jack Dorsey on Twitter yesterday, so I probably won't. You were. Early. What'd you say to Jack? You picked a fight with Jack. Jack said, I grew it too fast. It's my fault. And and I basically said that that was a little bit too little, too late for the thousands yeah, of yeah, people that were yeah, laid off. But yeah. anyway, By the way, so Jack I, has a massive stake still. Oh, I know. In Elon's Twitter, I know he does. Yeah. I know he does. Yeah. And anyway, like I uh, that anyway. So 
I hope I ha- look. I think that things like Blue Sky and and Mastodon and others have a lot of potential. I think that I don't think Jack was wrong when he said that he'd wish that Twitter had always been a protocol. I do feel like that's a little bit um, of. Uh, false, like looking back, you know, what he's saying doesn't really match with the reality of what his decisions were when he was CEO of Twitter both yeah. times, right? Because he yeah. made decisions. A lot of revisionist history. That's the word on. I was looking for. He's yeah. a lot of revisionist yeah. history. But I, I, I'm not opposed to those things in theory, but it still doesn't, the, the, the challenge we'll still have is that even though you can have these, these big, you know, these multiple instances, there will be one instance that becomes the centralized place. Just like with anything else, there will be a, a centralized hub. There has and to be, right? Always. So, I mean, same thing with like with Bitcoin, right? Like Coinbase and, and, yeah. and, and Binance. It always happens. Always. For and NFTs, it was OpenSea. Exactly. It always happens. And yeah. so the problem with that is that once something becomes the de facto home or the largest place, you still face the same challenges that you would yeah. face if it was Twitter. Right. With yeah. how do we moderate? How do we enforce things? How do we mm-hmm. grow? How do we like, you know, keep different um, uh, opinions without, you know, allowing harassment. It's, it's Do we have to have somewhere like that? Do I don't we know. Need a, what do they call it? The public square. Do I don't know if Twitter's the public square. It's the closest thing to the public square I guess we have. We used to have Walter Cronkite, right? We used to do three television <laughs> networks. There was a, there, there, you know, everybody watched the same TV shows. So there was this certain... Uh, community within the U.S. and a certain hegemony too, right? Yeah, well, it was bad because uh, you know, obviously, it was the it was CB. You know, if you watch Walter Cronkite, he you know famously was the guy who ended the Vietnam War because he lost faith in President Johnson's plans in Vietnam, and he said it on his broadcast, and that was that. Uncle Walter said it's a bad idea. Everybody changed their mind. Uh, protests had gone on for years. I marched in them. It, it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Didn't change America until Uncle Walter said so. We don't have that anymore. Right. Uh, we don't have a central place. And I, do we need one? I'm, I, I am torn because obviously I, I dislike the idea of any particular organization like holding the keys to America's psyche. On the other hand, what we have seen over the internet over the last 10 years or so is just a fracturing into different realities where you can completely curate what you believe um, and ignore, curate curate the facts that you're ingesting. Um, and I, I really, I don't have any, like anything positive to say about that. I don't really see... Um, do you think that's, I don't know. that's as a result of this lack of centrality that now we've got QAnon believers and there's no, no But then who, who gets to decide to? what yeah. the central the right. central reality yeah. is? Well, yeah, right? you didn't want to. I mean, I it was think, a big corporation that decided that. That's obviously not. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be yeah. a guy like Elon Musk that's going to decide that. That's is Walter Cronkite still alive? Right. And if no. not, could we resurrect him? Yeah. Uh, Let's think about that. I could do a pretty good Walter <laughs> Cronkite. Maybe I'll do that. Okay. Whoa. Walter Cronkite. <laughs> Deepfake. I just fixed America. Oh my gosh. You're welcome. You, You're did welcome. Just, you did just fix you America. You understand, though, that's why a certain generation is terrified of TikTok because they're afraid that TikTok could become that centrality, that our beliefs could come from TikTok. Oh, absolutely. I completely agree. I, I think we have a TikTok story today that we're going to talk about, but okay. So I, there's a phrase that flies around on the internet now which is like our our parents were radicalized by fox news gen z is being radicalized by tiktok and i think in in some ways that's true i I like tiktok as a platform i think there's a lot of good stuff on tiktok but it's true that there are large parts of the population that are getting 
news and of other recommendations from TikTok in from people who are incentivized to make the loudest and most divisive content possible. And yeah, that's another Chi- problem that it, I don't have an answer to. Is it the Chinese Communist Party, though, that's doing that? Or? No, it's not. It's no. the call is coming from inside the house. Yeah, exactly. It's us. It's coming We're from the problem. The Love that. I, I don't that's necessarily exactly right. With, <laughs> yes. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, I think if you want to zoom out and look at this issue from 30,000 feet, yet you know, we are in a global information war that's taking place every single second of every single day, and we are losing that war. You Who's know, there we? Are 4 billion, we meaning democracy. Like it is so the incentives on social media is exactly as profitable for Facebook and Twitter and Reddit and YouTube to pump out false information as it is true information. There's nothing there to fact check it. And because of that, you have these you you have strongmen all around the world that are weaponizing these incentives and our ideals against us. I mean, you know, democracies fundamentally depend on a free flow of information so people can make decisions. We have so much garbage in the zone today because of um, you know, what are essentially information weapons factories that, I mean, this is why it's not just the United States struggling with this. Point to a democracy. We're all struggling with this. And I think, I mean, I've been saying this for years, Christina, I disagree on it, but I think you've got to aggressively regulate social media. I think there's got to be some question at some point, is this good for national unity? Is it good for democracy? But isn't that what the authoritarians are doing is regulating social media? That's exactly it. In their countries? Because what we say, the regulation we like isn't going to align with the regulation that another administration might like, even in our own country. Like that, that's, uh-huh. that's my fear uh-huh. with that. I don't know what the answer is. I, I understand the conflict and you're right. The only way we as a society have of exerting our will is through government and law. But that seems to, uh, Brianna, I, I think it feels like it's failed and, yeah. uh, it, and it's in the process of falling apart. And, and so you can't be sure which government, <laughs> you know, is going to, is going to do that. And as a result, I mean, I don't think the corporations should do it either. No, I I don't know. I, I don't know if I there's an answer. That's the problem. Scott, so I'm not saying I internet. agree with this necessarily, but Scott Galloway had a really interesting piece out last week. I've not made up. He's my on Mastodon now. Let me check his this. Mastodon account here real quick. Go ahead. So he was talking about how one of the ways we've we've combated, uh, you know, the financing of terrorism around the world is through know your customer laws. And he was talking about how maybe it's time for social media companies to know their customer. It's not saying you have to use your real name. It's not saying they're going to out you. It's saying that there's some check along the way yeah. to make sure that you're a real authentic person there. I'm I'm interested in that idea. That's interesting. I, I, but- I don't agree with this this premise that look it's complicated it's difficult for free speech anyone that understands this issue agrees with that but i don't agree that the best course the wisest course of action is to continue doing nothing we are mm. effed if we stay mm-hmm. in this course and we've mm-hmm. got to try something that's fair as well but a, a real names policy isn't going to do everything not real name know your know your customer so making sure that there is a real person yeah. behind that account okay. at some point right we do that on our um socials we allow handles mm-hmm. but i mean and i don't go out and verify people but we kind of pay attention to who right. you are and what you, where mm-hmm. you come from and stuff so we know there's a real person that, um 
I know I'm not against bots, by the way. I have bots on Twitter. Yeah, I think the bots can have value, right? Like, yeah. like it, there's a difference between spam, which is really what he's talking about, and 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 bots, which can have a specific purpose. And influence bots, which yes. are created by Russian troll farms, for Correct. instance. Fair, fair, right? There are thousands of accounts created by. Yes. You know, I don't uh, think Elon cares about those at all. Oh, he doesn't care about that. I, I, what he cares about are the spam ones that that are making you know things unpleasant for him. Spam's easy to get rid of. It's not it's not illegal. Right. You don't do it by law, but if I mean I filter spam on our Mastodon account. If I see spam, I I I, I uh, cancel the person very happily. Don't mean Oh know. my god, Leah Laporte pro cancel culture. <laughs> I chose that word intentionally. <laughs> All right, let's take, let's take a little break. This is fun. I've, I I this is better than being on Rocket. This is with Rocket. It is uh it is uh, Rocket meets Twit. Simone de Rochefort, Brianna Wu, Christina Warren in the house. I got something you're going to want. Uh, this is an advertiser called On Logic. Look at this. This is the cutest little thing. What do you think? That's a computer. It's adorable. This is an industrial computer. You are... So this is what's changing in the world, right? It's not a one desktop, one computer world anymore, right? It's computing at the edge. It's computing everywhere. On Logic makes computers you don't even see. An entire hidden world of computing that's changing everything from sustainable agriculture, smart cities, in 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 factories everywhere, increasing manufacturing efficiency. That's where you'll find OnLogic's distinctive orange industrial and embedded computers. These are amazing. No fan in here. You see all the fins on it. It's a passive cooling. This thing, you could throw this a hundred yards. Your quarterback, what's his name? Simone could throw this. I don't know if can he throw a hundred yards? He could throw this. <laughs> I don't he could throw this, bounce it down the field. Absolutely no problem. On logic is the first choice. Here's another one. Uh, in industrial computing for innovators around the world who need computing power that can survive and thrive where traditional hardware might fail. Look at this. I've got six Wi-Fi choices on here. That's because I'm in a factory, right? With multiple Wi-Fi access points. On Logic designs and creates computing solutions that can fit in the palm of your hand while powering everything from advanced robotics and AI to manufacturing automation to digital media solutions, smart agriculture technologies. These are passively cooled. They're ventless in some cases, so no dust, no dirt. They're engineered for reliability. No airborne contaminants can get in. They, they've removed the fan, so it's a completely solid-state device. Bang it around. Be great for a truck, right? Doesn't matter. Shock and vibration do nothing. Other design features and specialized components protect systems from extreme temperatures and interference. This is just; These are just two examples. There's an on logic for whatever need, whatever IoT or an industrial or embedded system you need. They run all kinds of processors. They're extensively tested to operate reliably wherever they are. A remote mining operation, you you know, uh, I don't hope you don't see it, but you might see this on a crash cart in a hospital. Uh, OnLogic extensively tested to operate reliably no matter what. The team at OnLogic is so committed to making a product that is tailored to your unique challenge. They love that challenge. They can't wait to hear from you. They partner with leading software companies like AWS to en enable rapid evaluation and deployment of edge computing solutions. They have, in fact, a line of AWS IoT Greengrass compatible computers uh, approved and vetted by AWS 
So for green grass, what a great solution. Gives you the peace of mind that's going to work right out of the box. It's certified. If you need a computing solution that can easily be configured to your particular needs, supported by industry experts who are just a phone call, a website chat, or email away, delivered to you quickly, the team at OnLogic is ready to help. I love these guys. I, you know, I, I'm sure they're going to want these back, but <laughs> I can think of so many things that we could do with this. Just so cool. And it's, I wish you could, it's built like a brick, right? On Logic. To get started, learn more about On Logic's 30 day risk free hardware trial. Visit onlogic.com slash twit. Onlogic.com slash twit. I don't, I'm, I'm a little weird, but this is the kind of thing that gets me drooling. <laughs> I just go, oh, it's so cool. Oh, oh, I can think of all sorts of things we could do with these. Thank you, On Logic, for your support. You're supporting Twit, by the way, by using that address. So make sure you do it on logic.com slash Twit. Enough Twitter. Uh, yeah. Never, right? Mm. Never, never, never. We want more Twitter. No, I think we're, yeah. We Twittered out? We might be. I mean, especially I, oh, yeah. now that he's... Uh, all that Twitter is right now is just everyone changing their handle to Elon Musk since he said that he's going to ban impersonations. Oh, you, is it now a spreading? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's oh, very, Elon. <laughs> yeah. Um, how, how, okay. Let's take some bets. How long before you start feeling sorry for poor Elno? Never. Yeah, no. <laughs> Never. <laughs> he's a billionaire. Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> he, if I was a billionaire, blame, do you think he, I would did ever tweet? Ever? I mean, I'd be on the oh, spaceship no. to Mars every every weekend. So here's no. the thing. I think uh, we underestimate how much fame and fortune disturbs the human mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but we've got mm-hmm. lots of evidence of it. We do. Uh, you know, there's like very few exceptions. Taylor Swift is an exception. She seems like a real great normal person who survived her fame. But then for every Taylor Swift, there's a Justin Bieber or a Madonna or, you know, on and on and on. Uh, Poor Lady Gaga, I'm sure, driven mad by her fame and fortune. It's just not a natural thing. And I think very few people in the Three Comma Club uh, have survived that. Yeah. It has to be hard when you have so many people who want things from you and are willing to tell you so many things you want to hear and you're treated so differently um, and uh, he thinks he's a, many billionaires and Elon's in this group think they're a genius because they're a billionaire. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, he is a very smart guy, but there are smart people, as I think we've all probably experienced this, who overestimate their intelligence and think that because I'm very smart about one thing, that means that yeah. I know everything about everything. Is that the Dunning-Kruger effect? Yeah, I think so. Where you think you're I saw a study you in... I saw a study in Harvard Business Review that I always think of uh, when this comes up. So they looked at the the ultra wealthy and what happens to your brain when like the physical concerns of the world are no longer something you have to stress on a oh, daily basis. Oh, you're at the basis. top of Maslow's pyramid. So 100%. life is yeah. great. You're going to self-actuate by becoming an edgelord? Yeah. Well, what they found is in all of these cases or many of these cases, the very skills that made you successful in the first place, like the ability to read people, the ability to understand people, the ability to sense discomfort, you know, those skills that like help you like get oh, a footing in you life. become a sociopath. Those become eroded a hundred percent. Oh my. You're, you're unable to sense people's emotions and you become narcissistic <laughs> yeah. at the same time. Yeah. So, you no longer have sympathy. Yeah. I would simply buy a formula one team. 
Yeah, uh, you would. And <laughs> now, now, would you try to run yeah. the team, Simone? No. This is the question. Well, depends on how rich I am, right? But you'd hang no, out in the no, pit. But, no, I know but, you would. Okay, but if I you're know ri- you would. But if you're rich enough to own the team and you're rich enough to like buy it, would you then go to the place where you're like, well, I'm going to run this the way I want? Or do you hire someone else and trust well, them see, to do it? That's the thing. I start off hiring someone to run it myself, but as I become more and more wealthy, um, my ability to discern the truth erodes, and then I say, I'm going to run the team. Right. Um, So So, so 10 years later, I am the problem. Yeah, absolutely. You think that's what happened to Toto? No! How, oh my God! Don't even slander Toto Wolf in front of me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just yelled. I think I no. I think, I think I hit a, a nerve. A there. little bit. A little. little I love this. Yeah. A little, I think you broke her. Mercedes problems this year. I think are entirely the results of some of their top engineers not like having the time to work on the car and then also the decreased aero time. So I I think they're going to come back in 2023 with a good car. What happened to Ferrari though? Oh, (laughs) what hasn't happened? I don't, that's just being Italian. Now I'm playing to the crowd, aren't I? I'm like, I'm like winding her up. You are. This is so good. This is so good. I'm enjoying this so much. Uh, I think those, those, that knowledge of F1 could come in handy later. Leo. Oh, okay. Sam. Yeah. Uh, when do you want to do whatever this thing is that you're going to do? I, I'm ready for it now. If you are, um, you let's save up? it uh, for after the next break. How about that? All right. Because I have a few good. more things to talk about. Ah. Damn. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did you? By the way, okay. Who's an expert in League of Legends? Not me, uh, unfortunately. Played, but I'm ready yeah. to talk about it. You guys are are gamers, so I know you. You know. So the big event was here in San Francisco, the Chase Center. Uh, what do they call it? The World. The world, I don't know. They have a special name for it. Worlds. Just worlds. That's all. Just worlds. Okay. Apparently, Benito is a LOL fan. Uh, did you... Oh, this was your beat. Yeah, because you were you were at Twitch, right? So, I'm very fascinated by esports. Uh, partly because um, my generation... I'm an old man. My generation, you know, we're the Walter Cronkite generation. <laughs> we watched baseball for crying out loud. Uh, Before it was broken. Uh, I don't know. I think it was always that way. It was just, it's very slow. Um, I think that there's a whole generation under 30 that doesn't know or care anything about nightly news. Yeah. Or, or even the NFL or F1. This generation is much more interested in YouTube mm-hmm. and Twitch and TikTok. And I think mm-hmm. eSports is very, very interesting. And I think many, many networks, the worlds were sponsored by MasterCard. Uh, the, uh, the big event was at Chase Center, which is a massive, it's where the Warriors play. I think twenty or 30,000 people there. Benito, did you watch the, uh, the opening ceremony? Oh my God! I had not. Now apparently they do this every year. Um, there was a big deal because they hadn't been able to gather in person, right, for a couple of years, right. Which, which um, is what was that's what. Can so I play like, this, or am I going to get in trouble? Oh, go ahead. You can edit it out later. <laughs> um. So, John, this is where we saw Roger Waters just a, a month ago. So we know the kind of arena. They did the similar thing. They had, I'll turn off the audio, but except the audio is kind of the fun part. I don't know. Um, they, so this is a giant wow. arena. Yep. They have a screen that is covering up, hiding where the gaming is going to occur. 
They're doing a countdown. They have three major celebrities to sing the song. At the end, Lil Nas X shows up. Of course. And then flies out of the arena in the palm of a hand of a giant mech. <laughs> I mean, this is like the Olympics opening ceremony. Totally. With, uh, I saw the stats. I mean, they have something like uh, 40 30K projectors. They have hundreds of cameras. They have holographic projection. They have a real live musical audience. I mean, a musical orchestra. This is a big deal. Mm -hmm. And it kind of blew me away when I... I'll skip ahead a little bit. Um, they've got dancers. Yeah, no, it's a whole thing. Wait till, wow. the, wait till the team is the teams are going to show up, which is hysterical. Because the funny thing is, these guys are still six absolute nerds. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, I think the team rises up out of the stage here, and and shows up. Let me let me scooch, scooch ahead a little bit to the. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I've maybe I've gone past. Yo, know, here they are. Here's the nerds, <laughs> and what they're trying to do, obviously is turn these guys who have probably very little social acumen into... But but probably no, but no, F1 no. drivers are equally nerdy. Actually, though, I would push back on that a little bit. Some of these streamers, some of these esports guys have... They're pretty sharp. And and they're on Twitch all the time, and they have personalities. Yeah. And they, they've mm -hmm. built brands mm -hmm. for themselves. Not all of them, but, but many of them, and many of those teams, similar to the way that, like, you have the one kind of charismatic, you know, F1, you know, maybe, you know, member Yeah, you don't team, get to right? be an F1 driver unless, besides being the great right. driver, you have your gorgeous... Well, you're gorgeous. Well, Come on. You have, you have daddy's to, you have money. Have be, or da or you're Lando Norris. But if but it doesn't <laughs> But because a brand has to be built behind you, right? Because this is this is more than just like it, it you know, the same with any court, sort of sport, yeah, right? Yeah. Like you, you have to have a total package. Yeah, and I thing. guess you know, I guess, you know, I watched the World Series, some of these baseball players were disgusting, actually. Literally. Here's, here's this is Lil why Nas. baseball is dying. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so this is Lil Nas X singing a song that he wrote specifically for League of, League of Legends Worlds. Uh, I should turn this off because this will definitely take it, it's taken down. Let me see if I can go this to the rocks. Park. It's amazing. This is amazing. There were 5 million. Yeah, I want to um, see the mech. I think peak viewers, like 5 million peak people were tuned in oh, yeah. this at one time. They released a new uh, trophy, which is like... When they, when they show it for the first time, the crowd is obviously totally tuned in. Oh, they go, oh, my God. <laughs> totally tuned into this. Oh, that's the new trophy. Um, it, it's really kind of, uh, I was blown away. Mm -hmm. and I, but, I, but this is a subculture, right? Still. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is kind of a continuation of the, of the question earlier. Is there going to be an NFL in 20 years, a, a central sport that we all follow, or is it going to be fragmented? Because people who follow, I don't know, what's the what's the other game that, I mean, Dota uh, or Counter-Strike or Dota uh, or Overwatch, Overwatch, are they caring about League of Legends? You have to to watch these. There he goes. There's little Nas X going up into the roof <laughs> on a uh, giant mech hand, which actually is just projected uh, on here. But still... That's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, That's awesome. It's very yeah. cool. That's I pretty think cool. it's always going to be fragmented in a way. Gaming is much more fragmented, isn't it? It is because you're always going to have a, a new developer coming out trying to put a product to market that's sorry. just going to push things forward. I just, uh, I, I'm yeah. sorry. I have to correct myself. I slimed Lando Norris. I meant Lance Stroll, obviously. <laughs> I I, Lando Norris also 
comes from money. I was surprised that you didn't go to Lance. I didn't first, say Nikita but... Mazepin, which could have been really the. I'm sorry. Go ahead, please continue. No, I, I was just going to say, you know, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, uh, which is essentially a big dumb movie. This, like, I'm sorry, new, those campaigns are Modern Warfare great. 2, the new one? Modern yeah. Warfare 2, the yeah. remake, yeah. Uh, reboot, or whatever you want to call it. You know, that made $800 million last week. That's Avengers week. Endgame level money, 100%. Right. Like, this is huge business. So if you're looking at League of Legends, you know, don't look at this as like a extravagant, you know, silly thing they're putting on. This no. is big business. I can Keeping see people, yeah. yeah, hyped up. And one of the reasons I spend so much time speed running to the point where I have a PVM that I bought, a nice 20-inch PVM, uh, one of the reasons I spend so much time speed running is that is exploding is a legitimate sport. Oh, interesting. Like, uh, I'm trying for a spot with a GDQ, Games Done Quick, which is the Super Bowl of speed running very soon. I have an excellent shot of getting in. So I think all these esports, it's always going to be more fragmented than, you know, pick football, baseball, uh, you know, basketball. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be like that, but there's certainly going to be these, you know, towers of, uh, where, where you have real competitors people respect. Will the NFL be, uh, continue to be dominant in, uh, the next few decades? I, I would not bet against it. I think that the NFL has a lot of, puts a lot of money into things. There's yeah. what's interesting about the NFL, like, you know, basketball has become a very international sport. Yep. Um, the NFL is they're trying, right? They're trying, right? The NFL yeah. is trying, but it, it hasn't really gone that way. And it hasn't had to, 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 to be frank, but there's mm-hmm. still something compelling about it. I think it, it depends. I think that if things aren't handled right, it could fall off, but I, I would not bet against them because they're still, even when you look at the ratings now, which are down, like, honestly, the worst thing the NFL could do would probably be to do more things like the Amazon Prime, you know, deal. You think that was mm-hmm. bad for them? Mm-hmm. I do. Because they, I'm sure, saw this as a way forward in the future. I'm sure they did. And I think they will need to do things like that in the future. But I think that siloing the thing into saying only people who are part of this yeah. can watch, I think that's the problem. I think that they probably would need to syndicate across some it of It was services. surprising. Like, well, you have to have yeah, Amazon Prime to watch a football, football game. game. Exactly. Which that's is different. That's the thing. It's- it's kind of what we were talking about with uh, Twitter Blue and paying for a check mark. Like, it's hard to ask somebody to pay for something that they're used to seeing, yes. to having in a totally different context. Yes. Yeah, especially when the NFL also offers Sunday night ticket and, and mm-hmm. other sorts of, you know, premium you know products for people to get more games if, if that's what they want and to see more things. I think that then when you say we're going to put this one game it used to be, it's one thing if it's on ESPN, right? Um, or, or if it's on Fox or ABC, you can make kind of, you know, you, you can make the, the calculus there. But then to say, I have to be on this specific streaming service, I don't know. There is a little mm-hmm. struggle going on right now so, between Apple and the NFL. Yeah. Apple wanted the Sunday ticket, which is a yep. thing Direct TV currently has. Yes. A billion and a half dollars they spent for this. They yes. lost their shirt on it, by the way. They didn't make any money. So they uh-huh. said, we're not going to, we're not going to bid for this again. Apple. Google, Amazon all have deep pockets from other sources so they can afford to spend a billion and a half a year or two billion a year on this thing, which is a, basically it's the Sunday games. Yep. All, what, all, so you can watch any game. Yes, uh, unless it's in your market. Like there are a couple of this exceptions. This is another thing that, yes. after that screws itself totally. Yes. And now that they have a streaming app, NFL and, Plus. And, and that I think that's where maybe you could get better. I mean, that's going to come down to certain broadcast licensing things. But that those are things they'll need to overcome, I think, if they want to survive in the decades, will be to to get out of their own way. They could mess it up. They could they? mess it up. But if they so don't, this thing, if they fix that, I don't think that, I, th- I think I think that the game is compelling enough and has a long, large enough of a, 
fan base that people would continue to be into football. The battle between NFL and Apple is rumored to be, and we don't know exactly what's going on. Certainly Apple's offered them as much money as they could ever dream of. (laughs) But the battle apparently, according to uh, sources, is that the NFL doesn't want to give up control. Apple wants to be able to do more and interesting things, as they should, right? They're a technology company. They want to play with streaming. This could be very good for Apple TV+. And the NFL says, well, I don't know. I don't know. About and the NFL that. is going, wait, this is our brand, right? So you have, yeah. two, you have two control freak organizations mm-hmm. going head to head with That's one another. It. And uh, which, Major League Soccer said, Apple, do whatever you absolutely. want. Absolutely. Major League it. Soccer. And, and Major League <laughs> Baseball has made some Nobody watches too, right? over here. But football, yeah. and, and part of the reason you could argue that the NFL has been so dominant in American sports over the last 30 years is because the league has had such control right. over everything. But, you know, we, golf used to be big. Golf used to be the biggest thing, growing thing. It's gone. But, uh, but. But, baseball, but, I have to say, after watching the World Series, I don't have much hope that ba- Major League Baseball has much future. But, you know, but really? Formula One, yeah. but Formula One is, is doing great. Formula has One's a, coming has, on. Has had By a massive way, resurgence. And I'll, I'll ask Simone this. Who waved the checkered flag in Austin? Tim, Timothy Cook. Uh, Tim and, Cook, Mr. And, Tim and Cook. And I'm, 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 I'm watching Crofty so badly. do the play-by-play on ESPN. It's lights out in Austin. And then there's a picture of Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Talking to somebody from F1. He said, there's Ed Sheeran talking to somebody from F1. But he didn't know that standing in between them was Eddie Q. I'm going, yeah, and? Oh, no. And? and?" (laughs) They didn't know. But Apple was there in force. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Apple was there by accident. No. It was the same day ESPN announced that. uh, Maybe they do have a documentary coming to Apple TV+. Plus. I think Apple was also saying... Uh, well, we, we could help you guys. We could one hundred percent. We could do something with this. And, you know? I mean, and then it's a very technical sport. It right? is a very technical sport. It'd be a lot of great things you could do with that. Uh, and I think that look, the reason that it has um, taken off in popularity is because of Netflix and because of ways mm-hmm. that, that other people could come into understanding the backstories and get into it. Because this was something that I was only tangentially Netflix made F one, didn't it? Uh, for for I think for a certain sector of people in America, yes, in America, because my husband is a huge Formula One fan and has been our whole relationship. And I, it's so funny to me that now it's like this thing that everyone likes the drive to survive. Because show. it was this thing that I used to just sort of like yeah. one year come in, one year go out the other. That he would talk but that's about. That's how you get people interested in a sport is you talk about the human. Yes, the, element, yeah, the narrative. The drama, mm-hmm. which, 100%. story. Which is one thing that like the NFL films used to do really well. Mm-hmm. And and that a lot of the things that they would they got so much free airtime on the, you know, whatever uh, network they had the relationships with that people would get sucked into the stories. Right. And that's the same with college football as well. People get into the narratives behind the players and and that carries them through, you know? Do you think women need that more than men? No, I think that it's... It, Everybody. No. I mean, they try to do that with the it. Olympics, and yeah. it's kind of a flop, right? The the, the story behind the... It, well, because, well, because the problem with the Olympics is that it's every four years, so it's hard to have really, a consistent... You like, can't follow them. Right. Yeah. Whereas with teams, you, you have this week-by-week thing. But no, it's not mm-hmm. just a women thing. Men, I mean, look, uh, wrestling... Is is still incredibly popular. Is it's it? a soap opera. Yes, it's incredibly popular. It's a soap opera, and it's almost exclusively men, right? Like it's just it's the exact same thing. Oh, I know a yes. lot of women into, into that's the perfect uh, argument. WWE. Yeah, but it's mostly men. It's mostly men. It's mostly men. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm interested. Going back to the question of Riot and League of Legends, I, I feel the the comparison to the NFL is interesting because I feel like whatever form esports takes if it becomes massively popular like that i mean it is already massively popular but i don't think it will be popular in the same format that 
football is. I think that we have to envision a new way for these sports to be consumed. And Riot is really doing a good job of so. making a game that is I was completely inscrutable. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah, people, I watched some of the, the gameplay after open. I watched that open. What the hell is going on? This is what I'm really curious about this because, yeah, uh, 5 million of viewers, you said, Christina? 5.1 5. million Do you know concurrent. Concurrent. Was that just for the opening ceremony? See, what that's what I would want to know. Started? See, and, and that's a great question because I have a similar question with that, which is you wonder like how much of the spectacle do they put into it? Because then watching the actual gameplay stuff can be. Well, if you know what's going on, I'm sure it's I'm very sure it's exciting. But if, but, but if you're brought in by yeah. the other things, how do you even like like if you watch a traditional sport, it can be complicated, but you can at least know sort yeah. of what's happening. I know I've, mm-hmm. well, I've been watching the play by play on uh, League of Legends for about a decade. Uh, because it's gotten very professional, yes. by the way. It is, the announcers are a hundred times better. They are as good now as major league sports announcers. They add excitement. They know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. They they sound like something exciting is happening, even though it just looks like, I don't know what. Uh, and so they've improved that. I notice they don't cut away to the players' faces very often anymore. They all have cameras. But they don't show the players because most of the players are going. Yeah, nobody makes a good face when no. they're gaming. They're it's concentrating. Focused. You're all focused. Yeah. yeah. It's like chess happening really fast. And yeah. I mean, clearly these guys are amazing. I, I can tell that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the announcers well, yeah. have done a good job, I think. So I do think they're improving yeah. a lot. I, I'm very interested. The only problem is if you're a League of Legends fan, then you're not a Dota fan. And if you're a Dota fan... Then you're not a you know overcut. But do we need fan. to be? Because clearly, like There's there enough. are huge yeah. audiences There's for enough these slices. games. Yeah, yeah, they're all successful in their yeah. own way. Um, I would say Riot. What they've done really well is they have like Arcane, the animated series that's on Netflix. It's yeah, a League of Legends show. That's what you um, do. They have this isn't created by them, but the American Vandal creators have a series called Players, which is about an, a League of Legends team, an yeah, esports team. Um, this like a parody, yeah. and Riot. I, I signed off on that. You know, it's not like a League of Legends show. But do you think they want? They a DTS? are finding these different venues to make it accessible. Um. I think that'd be very interesting. I'd be, I mean, because these guys, like, they they live in houses and train yeah. together. It's mm-hmm. like K-pop, essentially, yeah. like, where they're living in a yeah. dorm. Um, I understand there's probably reasons they wouldn't want to televise that, because I don't think it's a great standard of living. There's a lot of nose-picking going drama. on. Well, not only, that, not only that, I think it's, it's it, it, there's, there's a line between the story that you want to kind of shape with the narrative and then the reality, which could be very exploitative and where you see how yeah. hard it is. And this would be true mm-hmm. for a lot of sports, right? Like, I like think, you wouldn't want to necessarily see everything that goes into that. I think uh, when, Drive to Survive is successful as it was. Somebody in Denmos in our chat room said, I've been a fan 30 years. Most real F1 fans hate Drive to Survive. I, I, I they do, that. it's true. That's actually not what I've heard from long-term oh, okay. F1 fans at all. I think well, if you're I, a fan, you I should say this is good for the sport. That's actually that's exactly what my husband said, and yeah. and and he's been into it yeah. since he was a kid. There's two two facets to this. One is that the way in which Drive to Survive is edited, there are some inaccuracies that creep sure. through with like the order the the order they play radio messages it's like in and things like TV. that. Yeah. That being said, I do completely agree with um, Grant, Christina, that like it is the most effective onboarding tool for a sport that is very technical. And it does allow people to understand what it's about and then to go on and learn for themselves, like why I care about 
freaking tire compounds and why that's something they never talk about in Drive to Survive. But once you start watching the sport after being onboarded in this very gentle way, right, you learn about these they things and it never becomes have made interesting Lewis to you. Drive on those hards. Because it really hurt his ability, I think. In the- Mercedes will never learn not to put Lewis on <laughs> I will. They will die on that hill. I will die on that hill, I guess. I don't think Lewis was very happy about the whole thing. No I love it when he gets it. on the radio and says, you got me on the wrong tires, mate. But then they said it like in the... Um- the video that the engineers do after where they're going through and answering questions, they're like, yeah, we messed up. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah, should have listened to yeah, George. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I knew you were an F1 fan, so I've, I've got uh, some crib notes that I had somebody write down some lines. But you know, I dispute, I don't know about the popularity of it because my tweets don't get much engagement. Where are you all? Engage with me. <laughs> I tweet about soup and 50 people are like, queen, yes. Everybody understands truth. soup. There's no, you know. I tweet about tweet about hard tires it's silence out there yeah yeah that's i think that's probably a good lesson that uh twitter just forces you to tweet about soup mm, yeah and, uh, and we need to discuss that like the soup bias on the internet. huge bias <laughs> huge bias <laughs> Disgusting. yeah yeah talk about stuff i just say everybody's yeah, interested sorry, go, ahead. Mm. go ahead brianna no, I was just going to say your garlic uh, soup recipe nearly killed me, Simone. She put out this recipe online for garlic. It's just like soak 80 bulbs of garlic in <laughs> olive oil and, and, and do it with anything that, else 17 it? sticks of butter. And I tried it. And I was like, I am literally going, I am, I am not in my 20s. I will die if I keep trying this. <laughs> so. The Smitten Kitchen 44 clove garlic soup? Yes. Is there Leather anything in else my in house? It? Is there anything else in it? Um, I don't remember actually. I, I think like maybe potatoes. It wouldn't and matter. Obviously, like broth. Yeah, garlic, broth. butter, olive oil. <laughs> it's perfect. It's okay. so healing. Your very entire few, nose will be emptied out. Very after few eating people it. could eat that. I think and no. survive. I would take a little break. Uh, then after the break, we're going to do something that Brianna's been preparing. I don't know what it is. Yes. I have. Oh no dear. Idea. Oh dear. You could open up your badge. Uh, and then yeah, we've got an exclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the GitHub event coming up, I have got my GitHub badge, a hackable programmable badge. Wow. Martin, you created this for, uh, this is kind of in the DEF CON style where you have a, a badge that is more than just a piece of plastic with yes. your name. <gasps> Can't wait to find out what's in this. That's exciting. Thank you for bringing me this. We'll show you this in a little bit. But first I want to show you something else. My rocket money. Have you, you, you guys know Truebill. Yes. Every, Truebill's, Truebill's great. the greatest thing. I subscribed to Truebill years ago. Truebill finds your subscriptions, mm-hmm. tells you what you subscribe to. <laughs> often it's a surprise. Yes, often you realize, <laughs> oh, okay, that's uh, okay. I've yeah. been paying for that for... Um, How many years? Okay, great. Truebill found it. I inadvertently checked a box that said, make this a recurring campaign contribution. Oh, no. And oh, no. I, literally thousands of dollars later, and Truebill found <gasps> it. Thank God they saved me so much money. Well, Truebill is now rocket money, and I tell you, it is even better. I am a huge fan. Everybody watching this show, I guarantee you, is wasting money on a subscription they've forgotten about that automatically renews. And it's just kind of slowly drip, 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 draining your bank account. 80% of people, according to Rocket Money, have subscriptions they've just forgotten about. An unused Amazon Prime account, a Hulu account that you forgot you even had. Maybe a magazine or a, a newsletter you subscribe to. 
there's a great app. This is the greatest app for tracking my expenses. More than just, by the way, recurring expenses. It does it all now, which is really good. I get my net worth. I get my recurring expenses. I can hook up all my accounts to this. But it pays for itself because you're going to save money on subscriptions. You've forgotten. Most Americans think they've polled them and think they spend about $80 a month on subscriptions. The actual amount is closer to 200 So that's a lot of people wasting more than $100 every month on subscriptions they don't, they don't even know about. You will see them, and there's a button, and you can cancel it. It's so cool. It'll find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. Maybe you're getting double charged. It'll find those, too. Just press cancel. Rocket Money takes care of the rest. And... Now with Rocket Money, I not only know about all my subscriptions, I kind of have my budget done here. I know what I spend. Uh, I know what categories. I get graphs. I get how much I got paid. It's all in there, and it's fantastic. Uh, I have to recommend this so highly. It's so fantastic. Thank you. Uh, Rock. I think Rocket Mortgage people bought Truebill, and they've made it even better. Uh how many times have I, you know, found a canceled a subscription that that saved me money? So many times. Don't cancel your Twit uh, Club Twit subscription, though. That's not okay. But any other subscription, you, <laughs> or your Rocket Pro, no, you keep that subscription. Yes. That's a good. Yes. See, that's the thing. There are things you want, so it's good to know what you're subscribing to, so you can get rid of things you don't want, like your Twitter Blue subscription. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. You can download it right now for iOS or Android. You must have this at least to get rid of those useless subscriptions. Rocketmoney.com slash twit. It could save you hundreds of dollars a year, maybe more. Rock, it saved me I, thousands. <laughs> I don't even know. Rocket Money. It was, from, it was from 2018 that I've been paying this. You know how they do this in Act Blue where you check yeah. the box and you kind of. Oh, yeah. The recurring and you forget. And I forgot. And it was a big check it was writing every month it wasn't my intent rocket money thank you <laughs> rocketmoney.com slash twit cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now everybody everybody listening everybody watching just get it rocketmoney.com slash twit it will pay for itself all right brianna's been planning something is it a quiz i'm gathering it's a quiz yeah it, it's okay so Look, if you had Kelly Clarkson and Ruben Stuttered in the same building, he was robbed. You by would the way. I just them, want to say, yeah, Ruben 100%. won. Oh, okay, okay, never mind. I thought he got, came in second. No, Clay Aiken came in second. Oh, Clay Aiken. Well, right. he, he was not robbed. <laughs> he had some other problems. We'll talk about him later. Okay, so Ruben so Stuttered. Was have, that was like yes, season two. That was wasn't season it? two. Yeah. We have, Leo, you're one of the most prestigious, like, respected longtime journalists in the entire tech industry. And we have Christina Warren here, who is the T-800 of tech knowledge, Uh a truly terrifying competitor Uh for anything, (laughs) anything. Uh It doesn't matter what you're doing. You know, I figure if you have the best of the best, what does Rocket do? We put together an impromptu <laughs> so game show. Looking at each other going, so, uh-oh. <laughs> so we talked to your producers ahead of time. Uh, I'm going to ask them buzzer? to bring this on out. Do I have a clicker, can. like a Jeopardy so, clicker? So, so do you want the good news or the bad news first, Leo? What do you think? I, I, I think we have to hear the, the bad news. I always start with the bad yeah. news. Yeah. 
Okay, so the bad news is the loser of this contest is going to get a pie in the face. By the winner is going to put a pie in your face. Your team checked it. They made sure that you've got all the equipment there. All yes. Week. Oh my God, Jason Howell is actually filling the pie now. That's with right. Creamy, so delicious. Steaks are very hot. Whipped cream. Steaks are very hot. <laughs> Okay. More. 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 Wait a minute. There's more. Let's get some cherries on there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, beautiful. Is that a green cherry? It's a maraschino. It's a maraschino, okay? It was all I had. Okay. Fair. This was 100% my idea. Don't blame your staff. This was on me. The good news is the winner of this is going to get a lovely original artwork by Frank Wu. Congratulating oh, them oh, I on the win. very first. Can we bring that out? Uh, it is a certificate that's been printed on your office printer oh, well, that <laughs> with awesome Frank yeah. artwork. Oh, this is this is it, Celebrating ladies and gentlemen. The there we go. It's this so beautiful. Go. That's so wonderful. The Rocket X Twitch Showdown. Oh my gosh! Uh, so Frank told me every one that's of so these cool. creatures he drew on here represents oh, wow. one of us. Uh, the singing dinosaur oh, here, here is, of course, Simone. And uh, Christina is the deadly tank at the bottom because she is deadly to oh, to over fight. The shoulder shot is over here now. There we go. Oh, Leo, you're the you're awesome. the double guitar, and I am the centipede because <laughs> I work in politics. That is awesome. <laughs> you work in politics, so you have many legs. That's right. That is awesome. I'm a creature with lasers I uh, love running. The rocket this is so cool. Showdown 2022. Thank you, Frank Wu. There you go. For designing so that. this, this is how it's going to work. Uh, we're going to have some questions, and I'll explain the further rules later. I'm so scared yeah. right now. I'm so scared should, right now. Should be. So um, we're going to ask a question, um, and this we're going to go uh, turn. So uh, uh, Leo, call heads or tails. Oh, so it doesn't have to be a speed thing. Okay, that's okay. correct. Heads. You want heads? Yeah, uh, Christina, you are going first. Okay. Oh, you have flipped the coin before I said it? I did. I wrote it right here on my piece of paper. <laughs> That's efficiency, baby. <laughs> okay. okay. Go All ahead, right. Christina. Christina. Yes. In 1994, iOmega came out with their massively popular zip drive. Yes. The original uh, version of that technology came out eventually in three capacities. Yes. What were those three capacities? 100 megabytes, 250 megabytes, 700 megabytes. That is correct. Wow. Wow. I wasn't sure about the 700. I remember that, that because that was really when they were trying good. to, they were trying to Wait, compete did, against Wait, did you say uh, 700 or 750? She said 100. 700. It was a 750 megabytes? 750. Oh, no. We're going to have to give you partial credit for okay. that. She got two so, out of three. Chris, okay. All yes. right. And I almost so said 750, but it was seven. Okay. Okay. I would have got that, that wrong. I will so. very right, generously award really you seven points for that. Okay. That's okay, a random so, number, apparently. Are, they, are all the go. awards prime numbers? Let me ask you that. Okay, go ahead, please. Continue. Continue. Okay, Leo. I'm so What scared. is the alternative name for the Hayes Command set originally developed for 300 baud modems? Is it the ATD? Let me think. It's, is it just the AT Command set? I'm going to say the, it's not ATDT, which is what you type. I think it's the AT Command set. Is that your final answer? Oh, shoot. Christina says yes. I think I think this no. I think this is right. I think this is right. I think it's the AT command set. Nice, correct. Ten okay. points for Leo. 
But it is All ATDT right. you spell out. But uh, okay, okay, good. good so good. here's our first. How many points do I get for that? Ten. You get ten points. Okay. Okay. So uh, Christina Leo scored a point uh, free and fair. So now we come to the complicating factor of this game. The Simone chaos question. So Simone, she's Is there garlic soup involved? You don't know. That would be With chaos. Simone, it could literally be anything. Okay. It could be mm-hmm. anything. Okay. Okay. So, you know, so I've seen these questions. I personally wouldn't ask any of them, but you can opt for the option and ask Simone for a chaos question and 10 points are on the line. So you either get 10 points or you will lose 10 points based on... What if we don't ask for a chaos question? question? Then it just uh, goes on. Okay. So like at any point, we can beg for a chaos question? Is that how... Yes. Like a lifeline? That's correct. So That's like, correct. will you ask a question and then say, well, I don't want to answer that. Give me the chaos question. Is that... No, gonna... it's after after someone else scores. Okay. Okay. So you could ask now... So I can now ask for a chaos question. For a question. chaos question. Yes. Or I can ask for a regular question. Yes. <laughs> All right. How many points am I at now? Am I, am I at eight points now? Seven. You're seven points. I'm at seven points to ten. All right. Let's go for a chaos question. Woo! So oh. All right. Um, Brianna, should I ask these in order or can I can I move around? I would ask them in order so it's I'm worried favorite, about favoritism. Okay, sure. Like to yeah. you. Yeah. I, let right. me say about that. I very, I've done a show with Christina for a long time. I asked, I put together questions that we have not talked about on the show and mm-hmm. took that very mm-hmm. seriously. Okay. okay. You have All unlocked right. well, chaos mode. Go ahead. Okay. Christina, now my questions are rewarding, not simply hard knowledge, but also creativity. Yes. I would like you to tell me what is the most French color and why? Le cordon bleu. Oh, that's good. That's good. I like it. Because that was the first pun I could think of, and that's my answer. Cordon bleu. And that's your reason why. Yes. Oh, God. Now, I, th- so is there judgment involved in the answer? Uh, like, I don't know. Simone, Simone you have to decide you now. Can't, you, yes. can't, you can't predict how she's going to go. I am the expert of the Simone Chaos Yo, what questions, is the most I have color? to say. Oh, I'm never taking it's a It's Le Cordon chaos. Bleu. You're correct. <laughs> She's right. I think she's right. You got it. Is that it. 20 I, points? I, I'm looking at Wikipedia extra? No, right I think I just, I just now have 10 extra points. 10 extra points. 10 extra points. That's right. Now oh, it's Christina's turn. Okay. All right, Christina. Wow. What G4 TV host starred on three shows? Attack of the Show, mm-hmm. X-Play, mm-hmm. and G4 Underground. So glad you didn't ask me that question. Um, <laughs> Attack of the Show, X-Play, G4 Underground. Was that Kevin? What's his last name? Your final answer? Kevin Perra? I just want to know, so that's your final yeah, that's answer? that's my final answer. Nope, Morgan Webb. Morgan Webb. That was actually my first thought was getting Morgan. But okay, all right, wrong on that one. Cool. Wrong. Oh, okay. So I'm glad you didn't ask me that question. I'm 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 Leo? glad that I at least Morgan got, would have been mad at me for getting. She it would have wrong. mad at you because you know her, and yeah. and I don't know. I, I was just a you know somebody watched these things, so um, and I'm just glad I took the chaos question. So okay. So now she's got 27 <laughs> points. No, I've got 17 points. 17 points. You're a 10. Why didn't she get another 10 for the getting the Morgan? Because I got. It oh, wrong. you got it wrong. That's right. Okay. That's right. 
Okay, so Leah. My instinct was actually to say Morgan Webb first, and then when I was thinking of it, I was like, was she on Attack the Show? And I couldn't remember. There we go. Leo, uh, you can take a chaos question, or you can... So if uh, I do a chaos question, I get that, and yes. I get a question. Yes. Correct. But so there are a, only five chaos questions. And it's a chance know. to... Basically, it's a bonus. Yes. You have yes. a chance to either get get another 10 points or lose 10 points. I just want to throw up. <laughs> All right. I'll do a chaos question. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, Leo, I'm so sorry. It's not the French one. Can you explain to me, to my satisfaction, the plot of S.S. Rajamouli's 2022 masterpiece film, RRR? <laughs> so... You're in a spaceship mm-hmm. on the way to Mars. <laughs> okay. And unfortunately, what you don't know is that in between you and Mars is a black hole that no one's seen because it's a black hole. Sure. You get sucked into it and you emerge into the Teletubbies kingdom. <laughs> <gasps> now, the comedy that ensues subsequently is really the main point of our but I don't want to spoil this for anybody. <laughs> right. Judge Simone, you're tough but fair. What's what's the verdict? I'm so torn because it feels disrespectful to the great director to give this <laughs> any points. But also you really did put in wait, no, okay. I will give you this if you can explain to me why this film that you have just described so perfectly is called RRR. Because, well, it's a fictitious story about two heroes who are away from home in the Teletubbies land. What does that have to do with the letter (laughs) R? Uh, Leo, I'm giving you such a big option. I I am am holding out my hand. I've heard of RRR. Is this this some Bollywood epic picture? Yes, it's a masterpiece. It is a Tollywood feature. Tolly, not Bolly. Thank you. Yeah. It's really right reliable. <laughs> and that's, okay, the Teletubby movie is called Really Right Reliable. Yeah. Leo. Yeah. Leo. No. It's, you just talked um, yourself out of 10 points. I don't. <laughs> I'm I sorry. Have, I had no reason it, to get man. any points for that at all. I have no idea right. what's going on. All right. Unfortunately, Leo, you it's about pirates on their way to points. Mars, and they go R R R when they find out they're land in Teletubby Land. Five points. He gets he gets half points. He I saved okay, I saved my, myself with the with the Teletubbies joke. Okay. okay. I love Leo, a pun. You're at five. She points. does love a pun. Uh, oh, see, so I didn't know this. This question's easy. This okay. is an easy one. You'll be very happy. Two companies developed the CD-ROM format. In 1984, what were those two companies? Uh, Sony was one. The other company, CD-ROMs, Philips. Is that your final answer? Yes. You are correct. Mm-hmm. That means you were a 15 yeah, it was, it was points. Joint effort, right? Joint effort, Sony and Philips, yeah. Nice, and I did, nice. I saw the chat room did say it, but don't say this chat room. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't chat- see it before they said it, but don't say any answers because that spoils it. All right, so Christina, Elon Musk has uh, now suspended Kathy Griffin. Yes, on Twitter. <gasps> we saw that. We saw that. <laughs> okay, Christina, you can take the option for a chaos question. There are only five of them. Okay, um, and I got to tell you, the next one's pretty hard. 
but it's it's up to you. Okay, I'll take the chaos question because I'm behind. Okay. okay. No, you're not. You have 17 and Leo has 15. Yeah, you're leading. You're winning. Oh, I'm leading. Yes. Okay, then I'll take I'll just I will take the regular question. You just want a normal question. Yeah. Okay. Also a very I easy. so regret the chaos question. <laughs> I can't tell you. <laughs> But the that's what put you album. ahead was your yeah I know I know it was look. I know it was but if I'm yeah. but if I'm ahead then why take the chance yeah why why risk of myself some yeah. weird yeah. psychotic on my whimsy yeah, okay I understand yeah I wouldn't mess with cement uh, the original <laughs> Apple iPod shipped in two sizes mm-hmm. what were they the original Apple iPod mm-hmm. okay it was it was five gigabytes and um uh, ten gigabytes that's correct yeah it was not gigabytes well done. I hate to tell you. It was, yeah, it was the iPod. Was it gigs? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was yeah, a thousand was. songs in your pocket. Oh, yeah, that's right. It had yeah. to be a gig. Yeah. yeah. It couldn't be a megabyte. No, okay. it, no it was gigabytes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I would have right, said megabytes, but you're right. It's gigs, obviously. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because the second one was 10 and 20, and then it was, uh, then I they had realize, a 30. So right off the box, they did 5 and 10. Uh, I think that it was just Later 5 at first, and then there was, there yeah. was still a 10 gig in the first generation. Yeah. Then when the second generation came out that, that summer, it was 10 and 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Leo, uh, are you taking the chaos question, or are you just... Yeah, why not? Up? What the hell? <laughs> I got to catch up here. Yeah, yep. R, R, R. You might actually, this might be tailored to your interests uh, demographically, Leo. <laughs> Uh, what is the appropriate way to introduce Ernest Hemingway? How would you do it? How would you introduce Ernest Hemingway to someone? Hmm. I don't know where she's going. I don't, I don't either. I would just say, here's Ernie. <laughs> I can't believe you specifically chose a nickname that Ernest Miller Hemingway, born in Oak Park, Illinois in 1899, hated. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Chat room suggesting come to Papa. Would that would that work? Ooh, chat gets 10 points. Chat, chat like gets it. 10 points. Chat gets Sat 10 and points. I, we are vibing, and I bet chat has watched RRR too. So <laughs> Leo, I can't believe this. Come on. So I, I take it I don't get any uh, points for no. Okay. no. Okay, Simone, how, how should one introduce Ernest Hemingway? Ernest Miller Hemingway, born in Oak Park, Illinois in 1899. That's how you should introduce him. But if you had come up with a better answer, I would have okay. come, come to Papa. Much like a good. chat, come to Papa. Come, come to, to Papa's, Papa's pretty great. good. Yeah, yeah. I'd say right, I'd so wave Simone, you over and see you across the room. Minus 10 points on this. Oh, I lose yeah, points? Sorry. Yes. This is, this, that's why it's the chaos question. Like, I'm going to zero now. Yeah. Okay. But you might 15. get the tech question. You're 15. Okay. Uh, you shouldn't have toyed okay, with me, so Leo. Okay, tech question. <laughs> Which version of... Which version of OS X was the first to support 64-bit architecture on PowerPC? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Come on, you know this. I do? Yeah. <sighs> on PowerPC, 64-bit. It must have been a big cat or a cat of some kind. Yes. Um, I'm going to say Leopard. Is that your final answer? Yes. That is not correct, unfortunately. <gasps> no. It was Jaguar. Yeah, that was 10.3, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. 10.2, actually. Oh, it was 10.2. Uh, I would have gotten it wrong then. Yep. So, okay. There we go. Okay. Um, all right, Christina. 
two chaos questions left. Are you gonna are you gonna take one? Yeah, I'm gonna take gonna a chaos question because okay. it's chaos and we have to. It's chaotic. I think she's put all this effort into these I agree. ridiculous questions. Also, I feel oh, like I have a buffer see. now, so even if I lose, I, I can I have a shot. You have a buffer. You right. do. Pretty much, it's and guaranteed I'm going to get a pie in the face. Well, or, no, one of us is going to get a pie in the face. Can we do it at the end of the show yes. instead of in the middle of the show? Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. I, I, I would just to, us we as still a have reminder. Few hours. Absolutely. To go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the chaos questions are artistic. They are creative. If you yes. don't know an answer, that's my problem you, right there. You have the ability to invent one to my yes. satisfaction. I tried. And in light of that, yes. Yeah. Mm, did you try, <laughs> Christina? <laughs> Which F1 driver? most deserves the moniker of my evil wife and why well lewis hamilton um because you love him but he also confounds you and um and and his his uh his team definitely confounds you oh but is is he the evil or is it mercedes well mercedes <laughs> is the evil one but he but you also want him to be your wife so mhm mm. i Christina, I can't give this to you. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I love Lewis Hamilton too much to ever call him my evil wife. Okay. Let me think yeah. who sorry, I, Christina. Evil wife. So who would be minus ten points evil, or partial credits? I do want to hear Leo's yeah, uh, yeah, opinion on this. This would actually be, probably would have been the one that Leo would have would have been totally given great evil at. Evil wife. Um I do have one in mind. I, I'm willing to to put him aside for the purposes of your creativity, but there is someone you who have very in mind. That's like an obvious oh, yes. evil wife. Oh yes. I think, well, I'm, I'm torn between Daniel Ricardo and Sebastian Vettel. I can't decide who should be my evil wife. <laughs> mm. Mm. I'm going to say Sebastian Vettel because He's sad and lonely mm. oh my now God. that he's not mm. racing anymore. Oh, that's good. I I disagree. I think Red Bull era Seb would have been an evil wife, but now he's just like a beekeeper dad. Um, <laughs> and and he <laughs> he only wants good in the world. Okay. Daniel Ricardo, aside from what he did to Yuki Tsunoda last week, yeah. hasn't been doing any pretty, crimes. That was pretty evil. Yeah. Fernando right, Alonso is my evil wife. Because why? Of all of the history of crimes that he has committed on track and off, crimes. You know, he only I'm thinking, cares about chaos. I'm thinking George Russell is come is an up and comer though as an evil. Oh wife. yeah, future evil wife future right evil there. Wife. Yeah. Um, okay, judgment. Sorry. I, I will give Leo half points. No, again. I get no points. I was just throwing it in. Yeah, it was my sorry, question. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I almost okay. said Amber so, Heard, but I guess I gather that ooh. she's not in the F1. No. No, would, okay. No. 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 Let's, no. Irrelevant. <laughs> All right. Simone, what's the uh, judgment of Christina's points? Christina didn't get it. No, I did not. So no. Lewis 10? Hamilton. That's an evil wife. All right. Christina, uh, so you're at 17 points now. This is yes. your chance to come on back. Uh, speaking of the Jaguar. Come on back. She's yeah, no, but, but I thought I was already ahead. beating me. What is the score? I'm sorry? Chat room, what's the score? Yeah, score because, because right Leo now, didn't get the last question and he'd already think, lost 10 points. I don't points. even think I'm close. So he's at five, I think. I think I'm almost negative. Uh, 10 plus five plus minus, 10 minus 10 plus zero. What? <laughs> 15. I was told yeah, there would be points. no math. Five points. Five okay. points. Okay. Okay. 
So you've like 10 points ahead of me. Yeah. You can't lose. Well, no, I mean, I could definitely. All right. Yeah. Christina, speaking yes. of the Jaguar, what universally panned title was the packing game for the Atari Jaguar in 1993? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Leave now. Okay, no, but it, it looked like it... Okay, it was... It was no, it wasn't Asteroids. It was, it, was, it was one of those types of Asteroids games. I don't know this. It was oh, awful, no. but I don't know this. I don't know this. You're representing Team Rocket. Come on, come on, Christina. Leo's gone. <laughs> is he oh my god, a- what was it called? It was It is on the tip of my tongue and I don't know it. For partial credit, I will tell you the first letter. Okay. C. No, it was it was a shoot 'em up style kind of um arcade game, right? Re like it was similar to mm-hmm. No? Yeah. Yeah, okay, it was. Okay, it was it was Come on, it was the nineties. Think about what what was everything in the in the in the nineties that started with the C? Crystal Quest? This is what I'm hearing. I'm I'm, I'm cheating here. Crystal Quest? Nope. No. I'm sorry. That is zero points oh, for you. Okay. Oh, what was no. the answer? It is Cybermorph. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. 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 I would never have Cyber. Uh, yeah. I never would have gotten that. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I guess we got to wait for Leo to come back. Then. Yep. <laughs> if, if, we'll see if Leo is going to return or not. Might Are you guys be, having a good time? Be, We're having a great time. in the country so, so it doesn't get pie in the face. So, so this week in tech listeners, if you want more chaos like this, tune in to Rocket Every week, Relay FM, become a boosty. You'll have even more uh, opportunities to hear like the twisted things from Simone's uh, uh, imagination, but also Bree's great question games. I, I got mine wrong, by the way, Leo. Did you? I did. Right. I never was going to get cyber or something. So you, well, but I, but I appreciate that. that Are you a beekeeper now? This feels like cheating, I think. It's just defensive. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Okay. Uh, Leo, uh, would you like a chaos question or how many? Simone, yeah, do you, you do one, one more chaos left, question? Right? Do you want to yeah, I got one more chaos. left. Let's do the chaos question, even though I have no hope in the world. Okay. Leo, no, I, I believe in you. I think you can get this one. And, the, and, and you'd be doing me a huge favor if you did. Okay. Um, yeah, because if you did, then I get pie in the face. This is great for either way. This is fantastic. Uh, I know who's getting the pie in the face, and it ain't you. <laughs> Go ahead. Can you I could see this invent my whole way. <laughs> a plausible excuse for me to have not played A Link to the Past <laughs> so that next time Brianna and Christina give me crap about it, you need I to play this game, them- Simone. Uh, well, do I, Leo? Can you invent a possible yeah, you excuse can't for why it. I haven't done it yet? You can't play it. You have sausage fingers. <laughs> oh my god! It's not. It's That's not true. It's not even possible. Look at them. Yeah, look at those. Yeah. No, I, this is well known. Mm. I don't even know why there's a question. <laughs> frankly, you're so right, and yes. I can't believe. <laughs> yes. Well, see, the thing is. Because we don't do a video show, I'm Brianna go and Christina, Christina don't know they about They never my knew about fingers. your sausage fingers. That's true. Anything? We never knew. It was a side effect from uh, Qzempic. Uh, mm. They say it in the commercial every single time. You should just know that. <laughs> Ten points. <laughs> Thank you. Ten I think I should get points. fifteen. Leo, okay. back in the All right. game, <laughs> saving my life. All right, Leo. 
In 1997, she calls him a consort- Jimmy Dean, pork sausage. <laughs> Sorry, in what year? In what year, 94? 1997. Seven. Consortium was developed to standardize 3D graphics for the web. What was the name of that consortium? 3D graphics for the web. That's the key. In 97... I have no idea. I'm pretending. I'm three uh, D graphics for the web. So what? What? what uh, I, I didn't hear the what? What company? No, they, she just said 1997. What was the A name consortium. of the three D consortium? Yeah. Oh, three D consortium. Three yeah. D graphics, graphics oh. on the web. It's probably gonna when you say it, it's gonna light my eyes up. No, you look. You shaking. I'm, I'm trying to think. 3D consortium. If you get this, Leo, I gotta say you're in a good position to win mm-hmm. this. 3D for the web. Um, I'm gonna say the 3D Z Alliance. Is that your final answer? <laughs> yes, I don't. I have no idea. Was it OpenGL? No, it can't have been. Open I, I was. I was thinking it would be the OpenGL. That, I, that's kind of what I was thinking. But it's honest. not for the web. The web is the weird. <gasps> Part yeah, that. that is the web. That is the weird thing. Yeah, no, I have no web idea. Web 3D. Web 3D. I should web have known 3D. Web 3D. Yeah, the name's oh. in the, it's in there. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's baked into the question. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, Padre had this right in the chat. So good job to all the chat uh, members. Because WebGL was actually my first thought, but 97 is too early. So yeah, WebGL. Web, yeah, but yeah. Web 3D. Okay. Web 3D. Yeah. Okay. It didn't survive, did it? No, I, mean, I don't think so. Yeah. All right, that was the final question. Um, so now we just have to tally everything up. Uh, oh, so, wow. Christina, your score. I tell you what, seven. well, let me do a break. Yes. Yep. You do that while I do all Because we've pretty much lost the audience at this point. So, I should <laughs> do what I can to get them back. The pie in the face yes. will make them come back. The pie in the face at the end. Because I don't want to muss my hair. 100%. Or, or I don't want to muss mine. I mean, you know, like, I don't, okay. want, to, I don't want to get stuff all we over. Know, we know pretty well. I don't well know. I don't, I don't actually know. Face here. But before we do that, let me tell you about IT Pro TV. And I hope you know how much we love IT Pro TV. Uh, Don Pazette and Tim Broom founded IT Pro TV back in 2013 after going to an event at NAB that I was on a panel uh, with Adam Kroll and others talking about kind of the future of video podcasting and tim and don were already trainers in a classroom it trainers and they said wow this would be a really cool way to do it training not tied to a school not tied to your location you could watch it from anywhere it could be always up to date it pro tv was born that was nine years ago they've grown like crazy ever since uh, n- now they have that beautiful facility in Gainesville, Florida, seven studios operating all day, Monday through Friday, creating new content because IT is always changing. But with IT Pro TV, you're getting the best, latest training for people working in the field who are real experts who share their passion. If you've got a business, you've got an IT team, this is a great thing you can give them to keep their skills and knowledge up to date to give them new skills to help your business on its way to success they will love it it is a benefit they will totally value and they will do it and that's the other thing i know probably there's some concern well i'm going to get this for them but are they going to do it well yes 80 percent, more than 80 percent of the people on it pro tv who start a video actually finish it they're engaging they're fun people love them And your team is going to really value this. You can monitor, too. They have a great dashboard, which lets you assign seats and team members. 
uh, access monthly usage reports. You get beautiful visual reports with information like logins, viewing time, tracks completed. You could justify it to the higher-ups of these reports. You'll get immediate insight into your team's viewing patterns. And they've got training for everything. 5,800 hours of training in Linux and Cisco and Microsoft and Apple and security and cloud, everything, not just technical skills, compliance skills, soft skills like marketing, all the training, all the certs for your team in one place for one great price. This is something that your team will appreciate and you'll get the benefit of. IT Pro TV. They've got individual plans too if you're looking to get into IT. But I really want to talk to the business people out there who have that IT team. This is something that will keep them happy, keep them learning, make them more valuable to you. And that's a win all around. ITPro.tv slash twit. Give your team the IT development platform they not only need, but they want to level up their skills while enjoying the journey. For teams of 2 to 1,000, go to ITPro.tv slash twit today and we thank them so much for their support and encourage you please to use that address because that way they uh, they know they uh, they they had some impact on you from this show and that helps us a lot itpro.tv slash twit another way you can help us a lot club twit i know uh, rocket you guys were just talking about rocket pro yeah a great way to be a participant at rocket we have uh, something Similar, I think it was somewhat inspired by what you were doing and uh, Mike's doing at Relay FM and other people, uh, especially these days. Independent podcasts are under a lot of pressure uh, from companies like Spotify, Amazon, uh, Apple, who are creating podcast tiers where you use their apps to listen to podcasts. Advertisers love that. They love it. That's why they charge so much for Joe Rogan, for instance, because it's a Spotify exclusive. That means they know exactly what you listen to, when you listen to it, how much you listen to it. They know who you are. They know what your credit card number is. Advertisers just love this. And it makes it hard for us, as at any independent podcast that's RSS-based, uh, to woo advertisers. We're seeing a real de- decline in advertising. We're very worried, frankly, about next year. Uh, we're also getting pressure from Amazon, which just announced that they're going to offer free podcasts, free ad-free podcasts to all Amazon Prime members. So we're getting squeezed on both ends. Here's a way you can keep Twit going well into the future. Just join Club Twit. It's seven bucks a month. You'll get ad-free versions of all the shows. We don't need to sell ads to you because you're already giving us the seven bucks a month we'd make. So that's a benefit for both of us. It means we don't track you. You also get the Twit Plus feed with a lot of content that doesn't show up in the shows. There was a great conversation uh, before this show uh, that we'll put in the Twit Plus feed. Plus podcasts we don't put out. Micah Sargent does Hands on Mac with club only, members only. Uh, we have Hands on Windows with Paul Thorat, club only. The Untitled Linux Show with Jonathan Bennett. The Giz Fizz with Dick T. Bartolo. Stacy's Book Club, which we just did on Thursday. All of that is for the club. And the reason is we can't sell ads to it, so we, we let the club support it. You, as a club member, you're supporting it. You're making it possible. Many of those shows, we hope, will be eventually become big enough that we can put them out in public. That's what happened to This Week in Space. We were able to generate advertising revenue over time. So you're supporting us in the development of new shows. You get ad-free versions. You get special shows. And I didn't even mention, to me, the number one benefit is access to the Club Twit Discord, which is the most fun. Uh, you maybe you heard me before the show. People come on our shows, all of our hosts, but also all of our visitors. Oh, there I am getting a pie in the face. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
All of our hosts and all our visitors uh, have membership in the club, and it's a great way to talk to people, not just about the shows and the content of the shows, but everything geeks like to talk about, because we have a huge number of sections on everything from anime to autos to Linux to science <laughs> to sports. I bet you there's a little F1 conversation going on. We've got TikTok Corner. <laughs> Thanks, Brianna. <laughs> uh, all of that in the Club Twit Discord, and you have exclusive access to it as a club member. I think it's worth 7 bucks a month, a couple of cups of coffee. We sure appreciate it. If you're already a member, thank you. And for those of you who aren't, just go to twit.tv slash club twit. Be a great holiday gift for the geek in your life. I just want to say there's also yearly plans uh, and uh, there's even corporate memberships if your business would like to do that for your employees. Twit.tv slash club twit. Thank you in advance. All right, Brianna has done the calculation. I've done the math. I've run all the numbers. And, uh, Hold just my hand. I, Hold my hand. Before, before I answer this, I just wanted to ask both of you. I promise not to uh, hurt do you. you. Think, do you think Simone should play Link to the Past? I just wanted to get an What is Link to the Past? It's the greatest Super Nintendo game ever. Oh, my God. I think you can't do that with a sausage uh, finger condition. I mean. I think you just, they don't make the controllers that you can get the I mean, fingers. Like, look, look, I, I'm going to, I'm going to give Simone, like, I'm going to let her have the authority to, to give that answer. Even if it means I get a pie, pie to the face, because we have to respect her authority on this. She even plays though, Animal she, Crossing, right? She does, but she needs to play A Link to the Past and she's refused and you did give I her an excuse. I haven't refused. I've procrastinated. There's a difference. I think you should be really understanding about her condition. Yeah. That's there we go. Oh, uh, it's a Christina? Zelda. Yeah. Is the, oh, is it, it about Link? Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. But I mean, as as all of them are, it's it's, it's probably the best Zelda game. The yeah, best Zelda game. A, I mean, you, this is amazing. Simone, have you played other Zelda games? She's played all the other. Yes. Zelda games. Well, how come you haven't Simone played Simone raked over the coals for not having played a Link to the Past, <laughs> which is one of the best Laporte games of all time. Doesn't even know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, the Break of the Wind. Is that the Breath of the Breath of, breath the, wild. of the Wind? Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I, I, that's I, what I do. I played when that my one for a while. That was great. And that one, well, Simone loves that one because she loves the horses. There's horses, yeah. So true. Yeah. And she's a horse All girl. Right. All right. No points for that, but I appreciate you schooling, Simone. Uh, so, Christina, you had a very healthy 17 points. Uh huh. You know, very strong showing at the end. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, you're coming in at 15 points. Oh, so, wow. so, two oh, points. Unfortunately. Wow. If okay. I had only gotten that 3D consortium, no, I know. we're not going to do it now, though. Yeah, we're going to save. We're we'll going to save it. We'll save it. It's going to be Christina, in the closing credits of the show. Yes. So stay tuned. Okay. For the excitement. You can sell <laughs> the Frank Wu piece by, for the way, I have to point out, to the whipped cream is it's melting. melted completely. It's just so really, slush. you're going to be hitting me with a pile of cream, right? Okay, just to be clear. Put that in the fridge. Oh my <laughs> god! I mean, it's too it's, it's too late. It's it's. it's this... I'd I'd rather be hitting with a bowl of garlic soup if you <laughs> if you had it. All right, let's uh, let's move on. We can. So wow. yeah, there she. Oh. Is. oh, that's disgusting. I'm starting to really regret. You should this. have played better. I mean, this is all. I had no idea. I'm starting to really <laughs> I, regret this. I I. I... <laughs> I don't blame you. No, thank I you, don't blame you. I did not know yeah. at all. Yeah, wow. And it also almost very nearly was. And I almost don't even feel like like I almost doesn't feel fair. We were so close. I almost feel like either we both need to get hit in the face or we could do it together. We could do it together. Take a little cream bath. Yeah. Okay. We'll do that. 
<laughs> Just pretend like I'm Henry it. Cavill and it'll be okay. All right? I love it. <clears throat> Lisa and I were watching uh, the new Jack Reacher. And, <gasps> uh, and he's quite the hunk. He is. Yes. He's no uh, Liam Hemsworth, but he's quite the hunk. <laughs> and uh, I said, are, are you getting excited? She says, wait till the shower scene. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Kathy Griffin is uh, just shows you don't mess with Elno. She is now uh, persona non grata. Wow. Once oh. again, didn't she get booted before? No. She didn't. No, she just lost a lot the, of work. She lost the New Year's Eve with Anderson yeah. Cooper, which frankly is she's better off. Uh, but uh, okay. Okay. So that's sad. It is. And, and again, this goes back to again like five days ago. You know, everything is, is fine. Free speech, free, free speech, speech everybody. And free now, speech. And now, um, if you impersonate anyone, and also, to be clear, it's the display name. It's not like she changed yeah. her, her... It's still at Kathy Griffin. Yeah, it's not like she registered an account, like, with, like, E and, like, a, you know, a, 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 um, a character that looks like an And by an the L. way, here's a dirty little secret on the uh, blue check. It's just an emoji. You can, you can do that anytime, right? Which she apparently did. Um, is it? Well, yeah, she's got it. Do you think? Oh, because she's she, Kathy I mean, Griffin. She's Kathy Griffin. Right. Oh, Kathy that's very deceptive. Yeah, I don't think it is. You, well, on okay. See, I'm confused because on Mastodon you can. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is no everybody looks like that on this iOS. All deceptive, but it's also yeah. one of those things where uh, these policies have been in place before, I think, and then Elon was just like everything. The impersonation. Goes. But I have to tell you, I've been impersonated. In fact, the reason the blue checks started was I was going to say that's the whole reason I got Tony mine. Larusa. Mm-hmm. So Tony Larusa, who was the manager uh, of uh, the, the Cardinals, I think at the time, but maybe right. before that, the Oakland days, he uh, sued Twitter because there was a Tony Larusa impersonator, not illegal. Nope. Uh, and there was a lot of there are people impersonating you and me and Jeff Jarvis mm-hmm. and all sorts of people. Uh, but he sued, and Twitter said we're going to win this one. Um, and I think they got the they got the judge to drop it because yep. there was just no. It's a dumb. It's, it's a dumb, a dumb thing. thing. It's yeah. a public figure. But the very at the in the very moment that they did this, they announced the blue check, and I, and it's thought that this was really because they realized there is a problem with impersonation. Yeah, and it should be the case that if you are following somebody on Twitter, there should be a way of verifying that's really who they say they are. Um, but it was also in fairness, also very much very quickly used as a status symbol and as a vanity thing, which is silly. It is, but let's mm-hmm. admit it, we all did it. Like the whole reason I got mine, I mean, they ended up verifying a lot of journalists was that someone had been impersonating me, and then I used that as like the excuse mm. to ask to get verified. I didn't ask; it just happened. oh, I absolutely yeah. like I'd, I'd ask for a while, and then it and then it showed up one day. You were famous enough, legitimately. It was, it, but they, it, the they, idea is, it was uh, journalists, it was public figures. Celebrities. Celebrities, okay. Because they didn't want people, I have a, like, a question about Oprah that. Oprah joined Twitter, like, on the show when, like, Ashton was was a guest and, like, she signed up, like, on the website. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. Like, because if, if Oprah joins and, and there's somebody who's already, like, pretending to be Oprah, like, you can't How have that. How she get a name? Right. Yeah. Um, so what? What the website was much smaller at that yes. point. Was the, the tenor of the impersonation, like, different? Did it feel... Did, did it feel different than it is now when there's like millions of users and I don't think the so. person who's doing that is probably a bad I don't actor? Think so because if you're impersonating yeah, somebody, always, you don't yeah. have a lot of followers, right? right. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it depends. I mean, yeah, unless you're very clearly. I was just the, in the context of like you all kind of came over from App.net together. I'm curious. No, we were, about, no, we were there way before. Like Twitter, we yeah. were on like two thousand six, two thousand seven. Yeah. So, so this is okay. This is literally like for some some people like a lifetime ago, um, and. Uh, 
it was, a, but Twitter was small then. And so, you know, if you create, if you were able to grab the username, I guess you could, you could pretend to be someone, you know, that you weren't, but also back mm-hmm. then it seemed funny. Like why would Britney Spears or Oprah or, you know, the president, why would they be on Twitter? Right. Like I think like when the Tony La Russa thing happened, like it wasn't as if there were a lot of people who weren't, you know, early adopters in the tech space who were on this thing. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm wondering about it. Like, cause now it would obviously be a parody or something malicious, but back then was it seen as kind of, like you said, a, a joke of like, haha, imagine if this person were actually on Twitter when well, everyone knows Oprah's too big for funny Twitter. funny parody yes, accounts? Yes, there were. Well, what what, what we'll were do- some good parody accounts on Twitter? Do you remember? Well, there's still Devin Nunez's cowl. That's a famous one. Yeah, he's, he's sued. He sued. Well, he was sued, and he was that one was was allowed hit, to stay up. Like there was yeah. a lawsuit, um, but no. But there was there were a lot of parody ones. Like the whole reason that the Donald Trump is the real man Donald who Trump has it all because account. I love right. that one. People would register names. Which one, uh, Brianna? Man who has it all accounts. The man so who has it all accounts. It's it's the it's the the genre tipped on his head of woman that have has it all, and it's like, but it's a man that has it all. It's it's great. Oh, that that's got to be hard. I don't know Boy. it. Yeah. Um. I since I have elected not to pay eight dollars, I guess I will lose <laughs> my check. Not that I care, but um, I don't see how that helps anybody. Well, but yeah. won't you have to pay for it uh, for Twit and all the associated? Like Twitter. Oh, we accounts? won't. We won't give them any money. No. Okay. <laughs> what does it matter? Yeah, I mean, fair I don't know, man. honestly, if it were up to me, which it's not, I would just tell the marketing department, please don't post on Twitter ever again. I w- I've been saying that for years. What's the point? Yeah. There's no. I don't think there's any value to it because it goes by, right? Who sees it? And if you see it and you know what it is, then you're already listening to our shows. I don't see any point to marketing on Twitter at all. And it really baffles me that brands take this so seriously. I always tell on the radio show, I always tell the audience, if you want to get action because you have a consumer problem with a brand, just tweet at them. Mm-hmm. They take it really seriously for no good reason. No one's seeing that tweet. It's not damaging their reputation, is it? Mm. They see it because you at them. Um, I don't know. I think, I think that it, it can, can be. I think yeah. it is definitely. I also think that it's, it's interesting the way that uh, brands and it started with Comcast and then it went into a lot of others. Started to use Twitter as a as a Comcast cares very yes, famous, very yeah. famous. This was a guy who Frank, Frank, yeah, guy, just a normal guy at Comcast who created a Comcast cares Twitter account to handle the backlash against a company that, frankly, most of us have. And it did had, help them. It did help them a ton. <laughs> yeah, but that was a long time ago. Delta and they don't do this anymore. I don't think. But for many many years, they ran a huge amount of their customer service stuff through Twitter and it was plugged into their other CRM. such a mistake. No, it was great because people, it was much faster to get in touch with people rather than calling. You could tweet and you could get in the DMs and it was, it was pre chat ops, right? Now chat ops is the thing that you would do and, and, and you would do things, you know, on WhatsApp or iMessage or whatever the case may be, but you could use Twitter for that. And it was a great way for them to deal with customer complaints and, and you could do things a lot faster, um, than otherwise, um, also there were moments like, uh, because people would, things would go viral and, and this still happens where customer service, customer fail incidents go viral and that's a nightmare for a company. Steakums. Steakums mm. has a great account. Steakums does. Uh, I don't know if it makes you want to eat Steakums. Probably not. I'm no, not sure I mean, I, I think that's from, but, but I think is. that, you know, like, but if, but if, it's but like if, your sausage fingers only in a delicious sandwich. <laughs> oh, well now you have my attention. Yeah. Um, Steakums doesn't talk about Steakums usually. You're right. It does go viral when a, a brand does something 
clever because we usually expect brands to yeah, be Yeah, no, no, but stupid. also if something bad happens, that goes viral too. Like if there's a terrible customer service thing, like that can become It trending. could go bad. Maybe that's what they're worried about. Well, it, it used to. Like, like I think now maybe it's not as much of a thing anymore, but it used it's to be It's certainly not going to be going forward with under Elon, right? Probably not, but in, historically it was definitely a problem. Like if you didn't want to see your company trending for the wrong reason, right? Elon is very proud to say, I am not going to ban the account that tracks my private well, jet. Well, it's public. I think, look, I think that account is gross. And even I think though stalking people is gross, but it's public data. He says, he just yep. tweeted this, by the way. Yeah. Even though that is a direct personal safety risk. See what a good man I am. Right. And it's public information that you're getting directly from like the, the FAA. So, it, you know, well, okay. So, uh, Leo, you touched on this earlier, the Neelai Patel article in The Verge. Welcome to hell, Elon. Such a great Elon? Elon. Um, and like, we come back to that again. Like he, he has banned somebody for impersonating him, Kathy Griffin. And now he is stuck in this position where he has to say, no, I am still committed to free speech. Look, look, the private jet account staying up. Like yeah. he, he's stuck, isn't he? Poor when guy. When was the last time oh we saw somebody like flailing like this and attempting yeah. to explain the logic of the company that they're running on that company's platform? It's, it's a mess. It's so messy. Yeah. Okay. Remember when the guy was dragged off of the United flight? Oh, yeah. yes. That yes, one's yes. viral on Twitter. Okay. Okay. No, yeah. you're right. I can't. No, you're right. In fact, Jeff Jarvis will always bring this up when we talk about the hellscape that Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and uh, are. And uh, he said, but yeah, but think of uh, if it weren't for Facebook, we wouldn't have seen the George Floyd video. Right. Um, there are, I'm not, I don't want to uh, paint all, techno any technology as, as bad. I just I feel like Twitter has lost somewhat lost its credibility. Maybe I'm wrong. By the way, this uh, is going to happen uh, to Facebook this week. Thousands of employees will be laid off. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, in fact, I think probably Mark Zuckerberg said, oh, great. Elon just laid off 3000 people quick. <laughs> send, <laughs> send out the email. Well, did they notify them a month in advance? Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> well, right. No. The Warren Act says you have to give them a 60 days. If it's days. a certain percentage, yeah. I think. Um, I, you know, I, I have hopes, though. Like, this is going to be a different situation. I obviously feel terrible, terrible for anyone. But, Simone, you mentioned this earlier. You know, Stripe also had layoffs this week. The yeah. way they handled it was such a complete different from difference from the way that, that Twitter did. And I, I hope, certainly for anyone who's impacted by, you know, Facebook's layoffs, that it goes is much more similar to, to what Stripe did. And I, I think that it probably will well, be. I mean, it is interesting. Like these are huge companies, Twitter, Stripe, Facebook. Um, wasn't there another company that had layoffs this a, past week as few. well? Yeah. There've been a couple. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. There've been a lot like the recruiters in the tech world must be going nuts right now. And where, where are all these people going to go? Yeah. Well, but we're also in a tech recession to a certain extent right now. Well, this is why Facebook yeah. laid off people, right? But they've also hired, I mean, there, there, there is the argument to be made that they were over hiring, um, uh, to a uh -huh. degree uh, beyond Lyft, Lyft just laid off. Lyft, that's who it was. Oh, and, and yeah. it's interesting because we'll have to see how this shakes out. And, and, um, it's, it's harder when you see some of the really big companies doing it, but there is still a shortage of tech workers. And there are still like a lot of like we're we don't have enough people to have tech jobs. But that I, I realize is is not at all solace to anyone who's lost their job. And I'm not trying to say that it is, but we're in this weird situation where you might have some of the bigger companies that have to um, uh, get smaller, but the industry itself is still 
there aren't enough people. In your role as developer advocate, you talk probably to a lot of developers yes. at GitHub. All the time. Uh, what's the general feeling? Like we are, we have a good skill that we will be employable and we're not going to worry about it. I think it's a mix. I think it depends on how long people have been in the industry and kind of what their focus area is, because it's obviously a really difficult time right now. There's a lot of unease in the economy and I think everybody feels uncomfortable and I don't know if anybody feels safe. Right. And so I think there's that sense, but I do also think that in one of the reasons we've seen a lot of people move into tech and upskill, you know, you were mentioning one of your sponsors earlier, teaching people skills. And this becomes a really important thing to continue learning and continue growing so that you can take on, you know, jobs at, at, at other places as they come up. Right? I have to think in the long run, you have as a developer or an engineer of any kind, you have such a high level of skill and training in most cases, unless you're really junior. Yeah. You've got to be valuable you to are, a, a economy that's run by technology. 100%. But again, I mean, I think it comes down to how w- are you willing to continue to learning and upskilling? And this is what I tell people all the time. And this is what I've you have to keep to up myself. to date. Yes. Yeah. Because if, if, if you know, but if you're a COBOL developer, you might be able to find a job. Yeah, you might. But also keep in mind that if everybody had just stayed with COBOL and hadn't learned other things, right. then we'd have a glut of people yeah. and not enough jobs mm-hmm. for them, right? So right. I think if, if now it's very it's specialized, right? It's very specialized yeah. right now. Whereas, you know, 20 years ago, that might not have been a great place. So I think now it becomes, if what you're doing is, you know, if you've become maybe overly comfortable, maybe just, you know, work on upskilling if you need to learn a new area they're not familiar with, or... Learn a new language, learn a new skill, a new uh, technology. I don't know if it's like learn a new framework. I think new frameworks, but also making sure that you're up to date on whatever the latest practices are. Like the the, the development practices have changed a lot, even in the last decade. That's the good news. It's constantly changing. Which which I think, and that's one of the things I say to people too, is that show that you're willing to learn, show that you're willing to evolve because that, you know, even if you are going into a job um, and you don't know the language, if you show Hey, I have experience being able to pick things up really quickly and I'm willing to put the work into it. That goes a long way. Kevin Rose, his ears must be burning by now, uh, <laughs> always said that he hired somebody more be, uh, for their ability to learn, their interest in learning, not for their existing skill set, but their desire That's to, brilliant. to get to their, their intelligence, right? Their, uh, because then you know you can learn another skill. Mm-hmm. So if if you're a Ruby developer and we're doing Python, right? But you but you have this desire to learn and grow, and you've always stayed up to date. Then you then I'm going to hire you because right. I need somebody smart. That's more important than somebody who knows Python because you can learn Python. You can learn Python. I think it becomes you know, are you willing to be agile in that way? Are yeah. you willing to to evolve? And some people you know want to do this right, which is okay. But I think that that that's the thing that when I talk to developers, we try to encourage. We want to continue learning. I know that's how I feel about in my own career. I I do have to. This is not as quite as good as a diploma from an Ivy League <laughs> university, but I do have ah! to give you the Twit so good. versus Rocket Showdown uh, plaque. Thanks to Frank Wu. Thank you, Frank. Yep, and uh, I'll be getting the pie. You'll be getting the pie a little later on. A little later Can't on. Wait. We also have a, a badge though, so that's good. I want to do the badge, but I'm going to save that because we really sure. got to get some tech news in here. Absolutely. No, of course. we got to do more news for sure. <laughs> Finally, is it the end for the fax machine? There is Ooh. there is a uh, the uh, UK telecoms regulator, Ofcom, is considering whether to remove fax services from the list of technologies that requires telecom communities to support. We've also heard uh, a Japanese agency, which used to require faxes, starting to think about maybe we won't require faxes anymore. 
Uh, there are still plenty of industries, uh, banking, mm-hmm. uh, home loans uh, in the United States. I, I, it's amazing. You buy a house, you have to fax a lot of stuff. Oh, There's yeah. still companies that like like those faxes. Is it the end of the line for the fax machine? God, I hope so. I was I was really confused by this piece because I I guess I didn't understand. So you've got the fax protocol, right? That's out there. What support do we need in 2022 from the telecom companies for to support fax? That was the part of it I didn't understand. Is it is it mandated that certain emergency services have to? Oh, that's a good question. Have a fax machine? I I, I just I don't like the the. The protocol is mature. I don't think it's probably being built on today. What what do we need from telecom companies on this? It just works over a regular phone line, right? Right. right. Yeah, that's the thing. And but it's frustrating. Like I, I think the service went out of business. But I subscribed for well over a decade a, a fax to email system, where basically Good I could send email to a certain number <laughs> and they would fax it. <laughs> and so, so I would basically just send yeah. like, like I would attach E-fax a, I, or JFAX. It was similar or, to that, but yeah. it was, but it, it costs less than those. But it was one of those things where I could just say, okay, I can send you an, a, a, an email with you know, the PDF attached and what number I need, and then they would fax it for me. Um, but yeah, I at this point, I, I understand. I guess in theory, saying, oh well, we all have these machines and it's this protocol, but can we all just use like you know? Um, whatever the DocuSign or whatever those things are like. Yeah, I wish more people would use that. I don't understand. That seems more secure. Mm-hmm. A signature is not a very secure way to verify identity. I'm looking at the uh, OFCOM, uh, the British uh, regulators uh, bulletin on this, <clears throat> and they don't, they don't say what specific technologies, but they point out that the many uh, networks are migrating to IP technology, mm-hmm. which means fax services will no longer work in the same way on right. an IP network. Right. So fax, uh, fax was always designed to work as Telepony. a sound yes. over a voice uh, network. Apparently, there's something about IP-based networks that doesn't work as well. Um, the oh. Ofcom says it doesn't. You don't have to if you're moving to IP. That's fine. You don't have to worry. About faxes, uh, it reflects that the use of fax services in the UK is very limited, and there are a range of free or low-cost alternatives available. Faxes were created in uh, Japan, I think, because mm-hmm. you didn't have a, an easy way to 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 print a document in Japanese, right? So you could write it uh, and then uh, send it. So I could also see it with like if you're trying to like compress that sound file, you know, maybe that hurts to, the, uh, the damage. Yeah, yeah, maybe there are certain parts of the yeah. protocol that just aren't aren't audible to us, and they're they're like restrained on bandwidth trying to support this. I think that's plausible. There is that issue uh, of not wanting to disadvantage uh, people who don't have a high level of technology. Uh, Australia tried to kill fax machines in hospitals two years ago. Uh, doctors would wait around <laughs> to receive documents at the fax machine because at the time they weren't computerized. They didn't have practice Ooh. management software. They didn't have computers in their room. Two years ago? Yeah. Well, 2019, three years ago. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, I, I, it's weird that they didn't. Because here's the thing. I could have bought that argument like 10 years ago, right? Um, 15 years ago. Now it's difficult for me to sort of believe this because at this point I think that it must be a much bigger hurdle to say that you need a hardwired landline yeah. and a fax machine. Yeah. Uh, unless it were already a rule and like they couldn't, like they weren't allowed to 
send documents purely digitally. I could see that maybe for being privacy, a holdover. right? Privacy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but again, I mean, that's why you have. Like, I mean, they should have changed it yeah. to be clear a long time because, ago. However, because, because honestly, is is sending it over a fax really any more safe? I mean, that could be intercepted, <laughs> and yeah. if it goes to the wrong Dude. number, or if it goes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of things that could go wrong. How many times? Is it- even today, you, every once in a while, somebody will have your number as a fax number. Right. And you'll pick up and it's beep, beep, beep. Has that happened to you recently? Or is not, that, not in a while. Not in a while. At least it was happening at least sure. like uh, six months ago. Somebody well, literally kept never happened to me. Never? Was there some kind of drama with fax machines in the last election cycle over here? Am I inventing a scenario from when you say over here do you mean in, in this or on the on the planet in the US. Earth? oh in the oh, uh, yeah the over US. here on the planet earth okay. where i live um okay no that's not ringing a bell for anyone else no. so i must have made it up no. never mind okay <laughs> you get phone calls from fax machines what yeah don't you i guess not it's, it's, a, it's a famous episode of seinfeld let me ask you this simone yeah do you it's a famous episode of seinfeld? yeah we're, we're do lane- you have a landline simone no that's why you don't get fax calls oh <laughs> okay yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But see, but this but this is also sort of the point that I'm having. Like no one has a landline. Like I haven't had a landline and I don't know how long. Yeah. So so if your business is already established, I guess, but I also kind of figure like maybe you should modernize for a lot of a lot of reasons. Well, but yeah. I feel like there's a reason for a business to have a landline. That doesn't mean they should no, be but, faxing No, but things, most but businesses but don't have landlines. They have they have IP lines. Yeah, like they, we have IP. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah there we go. Central, yeah. We right. Have, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's actually, right. I, at this point, I don't know why you would have like a regular landline of your business. You would, you know, have a PBX. The lovely uh, Brendan Carr, one of the five commissioners at the Federal Communications Commission, told Axios in an interview that we should ban TikTok in the United States. Fortunately, no. Carr is just one, <laughs> five. But uh, uh, does that seem uh, FCC? I love Mike Masnick's response, which is Carr, who has resolutely refused to do what the FCC is supposed to do, which is protect privacy and safety right. with the telecom companies, instead wants to ban, to ban TikTok, which he has absolutely no oversight of. Uh, the yeah. FCC has no authority to regulate TikTok. Yep. Um, nor should they. Nor should they. Uh, you know who does, though, is Cepheus, the Council on Foreign Investment in the U.S., and he's saying they should ban it. Um, we did. We don't agree with that, right? We were talking about TikTok and propaganda. It's so. I think it's all red scare BS. Red frankly. scare. Like I, I, yeah. I, I don't downplay. Like I, I think there is maybe an ideological danger there, but I think it is massively overplayed and i think honestly at its core this is a reaction like uh, so many of our large social networks in the u.s are u.s founded um obviously that's very different in china where there's a lot of like state-owned social networks that are massive that we don't have access to over here i think this is a knee-jerk reaction of fear to being like oh wait this is tangentially this is related to their social networks we can't have that here um and i don't know it's it's very silly i think yeah, I have to say I agree. I feel like Brianna I should, disagrees with I should me. recuse <laughs> myself. I, it's it's not that I disagree. It's that I, I don't know how can I put this? It's not that I think 
TikTok is a unique threat. I do think there's national security stuff we have not thought about with social media. I was talking about it earlier in the show. I think it carries over to TikTok. I also have to say, you know, I'm married to someone who has Chinese parents. I have Chinese relatives. You know, I was just hanging out with them this week. And, you know, just in China, there's a, a completely different approach to how they see privacy and, um, you know, the way that, uh, you know, they take pride in their in their companies in a way that I don't hear us talking about, you know, Facebook and Reddit. It's just not in the same way. And it is synonymous with the government to a certain extent. So it's, I don't want to dismiss those fears. I just want like a standard that Facebook and Reddit and all these other sites are held to as well. I do think we need to start thinking about NATSEC. I do think we need to start thinking about your control of your own data over there. And I just think there's a wider conversation to be had here. Fair enough. Yeah. Especially as we go into, you know, uh, an election year coming up in a couple of years, I think misinformation is going to be again a huge problem. I don't necessarily see that as like a China specific danger. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think this is one where you can also say. The dangers in the house is inside the house. Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say, look, mm-hmm. I think that one of the bothersome things to me about TikTok is that there has been some evidence that it looks like it's essentially kind of a keylogger. A lot of the things that the app does to track you, which I think is really gross. Do I think that the government should be getting involved in banning it for, you know, whatever reasons that I, I, I don't really agree with? But if there are things, for instance, happening on a platform level where they're doing things that they're not disclosing. You know, then honestly, that is a great opportunity for Apple or Google, you know, to kind of step in and saying, hey, you're not disclosing this or this information that is getting to shared. To ban them from the, the, yeah. the, the well, app store. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, because here's the thing. Like if you if you're essentially doing a keylogger and, and like, you know, doing everything that people are, are, are doing on, um, you know, with, within that app and, and capturing every minute option, you're not letting people know that. Um, that I think. That violates the app store rules. Exactly. So, so that to me is really problematic and i and i and i understand that there might be some concerns about the way that these platforms could be leveraged and used you know by by foreign parties but i also i don't know i'm just i i'm not ever going to think that our government has uh the capability to enforce these things the right way or understand the technology mm-hmm. well enough we or, that we, or that we want to give them that 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 right we know that it's facebook, a slippery slope to state-run media yeah state-run yeah. social networks right. right there and we know I that think. facebook was used to manipulate and has been mm-hmm. used for years to ma- manipulate the electorate very yep. clearly you're going to ban facebook yeah right well now you're on to something maybe we should just get rid of all social media <laughs> You won't, you won't find a... Take it back around. Nobody ever tried to influence an election on Mastodon, I can tell you that right now. Not yet. I, Not yet, baby. I just want to be... I just want to be really clear here for everyone listening or watching. I'm not saying we should ban TikTok. I'm saying there are real national security concerns. Yeah. We need to take those seriously. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. Like, y'all, like, democracy is really under attack around the world. Name a country. Bad stuff is happening. Strong men are winning. All around the world, there's ugh, like this is a real problem, and we've got to start thinking about it. Yeah, well, I, mm-hmm. I don't disagree. I just feel like TikTok is probably the worst way to do that, where you can really get something uh, the job done on Twitter and Facebook and uh, other places. TikTok, well, it's just a bunch of 
cat videos and stuff. Well, no, it's no, not, not entirely. It, no. It is, it is a, you know, radicalizing Information people. Medium. Well, no, but it is also radicalizing people in certain More ways. More than YouTube? Um, I think it's in, for some groups, yeah, and I think the same way YouTube is because what happens is the algorithm is so much better than YouTube or Twitter really or other things mm-hmm. that it will get you into the same sort of yeah. self-perpetuating thing. I think that's the that's the fear, but I don't think that's something that we should be legislating just because of the company, the country that, you know. Uh, it's not um, about China. It's about the algorithm. Right. Yeah. The like algorithm- they're definitely. Oh, God. No, please, Simone. I was just going to say that like there are accounts on TikTok that are news accounts, but it's like a person summarizing and. Oh, you knocked your cable loose there. Yep. I just hit my microphone. In the exact That's the sausage fingers. It uh, just, it's very hard oh, to keep no. them. Oh, God. You think I'd be safe podcasting. You can't play the fingers. break of the wind. She's going to just ruin it. All right. You can hear me now, though. Yes. OK, great. Um. People who have designated themselves reputable experts and are spinning the news in their own way, just like on YouTube. It, it, it and I, I do see it uh, as you said, Christina, as a related problem because it, it's a social media wide problem where we are choosing to get our news from these very niche non expert sources, and um, it's not TikTok specific at all. It's funny, cars scared because TikTok's owned by the Chinese government, but I'm more with you, Christina. I'm scared because the algorithm is so. Yeah. Spot yep. on. Yes. Uh, I my I I was talking to my daughter who's thirty. She said, uh, "I said you people don't use TikTok for for search." Yeah. She said, "Oh do. yeah, they do." She said, "Try." Oh it. yeah. I said, "Well, look. What if I want to know how old the Golden Gate Bridge was?" She said, "Just try it." I searched TikTok and I found a bunch of videos on the building of the Golden Gate Bridge, how old the gold. So yeah, there's. So I could see why maybe the same way you'd search YouTube for some information, yes. you might search TikTok. Well, yeah, because you know YouTube is well, the number two search engine. Yeah. And, and and TikTok, I'm sure, is probably climbing. Absolutely, well, that was the that was the story. Yeah, Douyin right now too, right? Like in China, you can use Douyin to like get discounts at restaurants, right. and mm-hmm. you can find restaurant recommendations and read reviews all through the app. Um, and it is it is used for search in that way. That so is a China that's, only I think, a potential TikTok. development of TikTok. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry. Um, she also pointed out that, and and I'm talking now a number of people who have multiple TikTok accounts because the algorithm is so good that if if they want to see cooking videos right. on their one account, that's all they're going to ever see. So if they want to see something else, they'll have another account that's for the car videos. Uh, do you do mm. that, Christina? You're not. I, I, I've heard of people doing this. I haven't, but... I, I've thought about it, actually. It's because- so good that anything you do on it, my daughter says, oh, if you see an, a video that doesn't have this content l- free, don't waste, don't, not for one second, swipe immediately because the algorithm will know <laughs> that you watched this, mm-hmm. even if it's for a second, and that will prioritize some kinds of videos by doing that. Right, and, and, I, and it's mm-hmm. interesting to uh, juxtapose that with, YouTube, which YouTube is basically based on what you're recently into, right? Like it has some historical things, but YouTube will show you similar things to what you've been searching for right. in the last, you know, few days, few weeks. Yeah. But it will change over time because yes. as you search for different things, it'll show you those new things you're obsessed with. Whereas TikTok, yes, it does seem to keep you in the same. It's like a flywheel. Right. It's instant, it's fast, and it's strong. She says she thinks she notices different response depending on the time of day. Like she has, if she, if you had one account, what you watch in the morning, you're going to see again in the morning. What you watch in the evening, you're going to see again in the evening. And I'm not, I wouldn't put it past, it's a very, maybe it's too good an algorithm. So right. that's more, I'm more afraid of that 
than I am can, of China. Can I, can I posit something from like a 30,000 foot view, Leo? We, like, uh, if you think about humans through all of history, like, we are overdosing on dopamine in a way in oh, modern yeah. life, in a way Absolutely. that is completely unprecedented Absolutely. through all of human history. Think about, like, just just access to like looking at beautiful people online like you would have had to be a, a pharaoh or a queen in egypt to like have anything compared to what a 12 year old boy can get yeah. today online all the time we have so much dopamine the twitter algorithm is like wired the reason christine and i are so addicted to it is because it is fine-tuned to addicting us what you're talking about with with tiktok this is so awesome at getting you to like stay in this flow and watch these cute videos and it's not a negative experience in the same way dopamine 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 at some point we have to start asking ourselves like okay so the algorithm we can tailor this to give us tons of dopamine we know that at what point do we start asking questions like, is this good for society? Is this like, is this affecting national security? Is this leaving us lonelier? Does this make us vulnerable for misinformation? I do think that there needs to be more transparency with the way these algorithms are used by these companies, because right now they're geared for one thing, uh, addiction. And it's it's not serving our culture well. And I, I do think it's time to take that seriously. Would you say, I mean, how would you do that if you were going to enact uh, a law? Would you ban I, I ran algorithms? for Congress trying to do this. Yeah. I wanted well, to serve was... on the Science, Space, and Technology Committee and have hearings on these algorithms. Yeah. I would like to bring in smart people to look at you know, more like public disclosure about how they tweak those things. I, this is I do think there old. needs to be more mm -hmm. discussion. I mean, yeah. uh, TV became a vast wasteland. I talked about Gilligan's Island because they noticed ratings were higher for dumb Shows. Right, but there's also a, but there's also a pendulum swing, swing, right? Because Gilligan's Island was canceled, so was the Brady Bunch. All yeah, the they found other dumb were. shows. No, television then has entered. Did it get smarter? It has over time. Okay. Think about it. I mean, look, you, you had look. Within, within a couple of years of, of Gilligan's Island, you had the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Yeah, that was smart. Okay, which yeah. was on the same network. Yeah. And um, you In fact, Grant Tinker was famous for revamping CBS, CBS and making it smarter. Yes. Yeah, you, and very successful. You had all in the family. Well. Again, yeah. the Norman Lear stuff, you know, that. but that's the, still the, more algorithm. Changes. It's still more. It's a human based algorithm, oh, but it's I'm still more. Let's look at ratings. Let's see what we can do. To, but, but it's all based. The difference in technologies, it's an instant. Right. Like and, and World maybe, of Warcraft. Maybe, they know exactly what loot drops bring you back in there. And maybe we need more of a human element in at least some of the it's curation slower. things. It is slower. Maybe it needs to be. There's definitely, there's more smart TV right right now than there has been. But there's also Love is Blind Season 3. Recently yes. <laughs> Which is great. There's I mean, and I'm so glad more dumb TV. Is that about vampires? What's <laughs> oh, no. Love? no. Oh, no. It's, it, it's, it's, it's a dating God, show wish. that is, it's fantastic. Is it but reality? It, oh, yeah. Okay. And it is, it is the Nick and, uh, oh my God, I just forgot her name. Nora? Vanessa? Oh. <laughs> oh, I wish it were Nick and Nora Charles. Come on, give me a show about them. <laughs> oh, I just searched for Love is Blonde. That was wrong. Love is Blind. Raven and SK share what season three oh, no. didn't show about their relationship following wedding decision. Oh so, my God, don't spoil me. I've only got episode three. What's, um, um, let me ask you something. What's the premise yes. of this uh, reality show? 
uh, premise you, of this reality show is that there are people who have not succeeded in finding love and oh. agree to undergo a very rigorous experiment yeah. where they are put into pods and they can pods. talk to a bunch of singles uh, who they cannot see. Mm-hmm. And oh, that, I get the blind have, part. Mm-hmm. It's like exactly. Uh, it's like yeah. uh, the voice. Exactly. But you're dating. Yep. Okay. And yeah, then and you hit a button, your chair turns people. around or your pod opens up and you could see who you fell in love with. And and then do people when you when you do people like see the person they go oh sometimes yeah mm-hmm. and it's always horrifying but they always they pick good looking people don't they uh, no that's well they do actually they do or, they do okay. I'm just saying it's not always what other people like it's not like yeah yeah and you all three you were hooked on this well, Simone and I like Brianna this sort of probably trash. Isn't. Brianna likes her own <laughs> trash. I, I may watch less trash TV than Christina yeah. and Simone. Simone and I, I are also really big on like the 90 Day Fiance universe. Yeah. Yeah. And my, my point yeah. is l- less is not certainly that anyone should watch Love is Blind. Uh, don't be like me. But there no. is a lot of like if you look at the Netflix homepage right now, there is a lot of j- digestible trash uh, reality or reality. Some of that's because it's cheap to make. Yes. It's cheap to make. Yeah, yeah like Westworld was just canceled. That platform. Yeah, Westworld was extremely expensive. But Westworld also was extremely oh. incomprehensible. Well, Westworld was probably really a, a good two season show, and probably, yeah. if we're honest, I'm, I mean, I, I'm sad it was canceled, but it was also probably time. Yeah. It, oh, season three and four were so good. I'm so bummed about this. Season five, they were really going to an interesting place. Ugh. But I think you do see a desire for the the a return to the golden age quotation marks of TV. Like Breaking Bad is something that has like crept back into the conversation. Oh yeah, I think partially because it would I think ha- be hard to make a show like that in this climate where yeah. everything is yeah. on a streaming service that is trying to like gain 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 subscribers and stop that bleed. They have a different mission. They don't sell advertising. Well, they do now, but they didn't sell advertising. And they really didn't need ratings. What they cared about is churn. Right. Which is, which has always been HBO's thing. Thank you. But in HBO, I think though, that kind of is kind of the pushback is that as many corporate minutions that have happened, the content on HBO has remained consistently. Not for long. I don't know. I very much yeah. worry that David Zaslav is going to... I mean, I worry. I would worry more if, if Casey Boys and other people left HBO. But if right. that doesn't happen, I actually... Because I, I was very worried about John Stanky. And and they... We had some... Even the terrible AT&T name... at CEO. Yes. Who is the overall edgelord in charge of... Warner. He was, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and did really terrible things yeah. you know, to a lot of that. But HBO Max, terrible name aside... The the programming even on HBO Max was good. Got better. Yeah, and and like you know, but, but they 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 merge this now with Discovery, right? Is that happening? It's yet? going to be happening, but it's going to be will that change separate. it? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But like, if we as long as we still have shows like Succession and White Lotus Brilliant. and The Vow and um, it, you know, even yeah. four season things like Westworld, right? You know, like I'm I'm hopeful. Hugely expensive programming, but also pays off. I mean, the the, the Game of Thrones you know prequel series broke mm-hmm. every single record. So it was a success. You think uh, HBO will continue down that road? They, I, I think so. I yeah. think that that was at least was Lord that, of the Rings enough. Was the Rings of Power enough for Amazon to keep? That? I don't think so. No, I don't think no. that paid off personally. I think that that investment they paid what a billion dollars. Yeah, well, they spent a lot oh of money. Like, 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 like was a ridiculous Qu- amount. Quarter of, of a billion just for the rights. Just for the rights, right? And yeah. then yeah, a huge amount per show. 
Yeah. Whereas, whereas yeah, but and, Jeff Bezos wanted that himself. Right. Uh, yeah. I wanted to say, as we're moving forward and you know, turning the Gamergate thing into a television show, it's it's so interesting because you're. Oh, that's right. Now, tell me about that, by the way. Well, we're working like we're producing with Norman Lear's uh, company. No which kidding. Is actually, so you've opted. Which is is there a book that it's based on, or is it just your uh, remember memories? I, I shouldn't. I, I I shouldn't get into. It. I sh- it's it's going to be interesting. I promise that. Uh, and you're but, involved in what, it though. Yeah, hundred nice. percent. Um, I'm actually one of the producers with it. It would make a very it. good. Uh, is it going to be a documentary or fiction? I mean, I, uh, the pitch we have right now it's it's more fiction. Okay. Um, so and, and kind of like Anna yeah, Delvey, sort of. Uh, a little bit, a little yeah. bit more fact based. Um, yeah. uh, but what I was going to say is, it's really interesting because my original pitch for this that you know Norman Lear's company was interested in is I wanted to turn it into more of a, a series, right? So you just keep going forward in time for however many seasons you can do that. It's so much easier now to sell that like limited content, like, you know, six episode, 10 mm. episode thing. And, yes. you know, if it does very well, you'll come up with the excuse to bring it back for season two. Uh, like what was that? That Watcher series show on uh, Netflix, which is terrible. Don't waste your time on that. But it's just a trend <laughs> with rather than moving towards these extremely expensive shows like you know, Westworld, you know, something that's smaller in scope, cheaper to produce. That's just um, like everyone involved is telling me that's why we're streaming this going. It, it's really changed the equation, uh, yeah. Because it isn't ratings driven; it's subscriber driven, right? Yeah. Um, so apparently, Netflix is going to offer this uh, ad supported tier, which is smart because then it's only a five dollar a month subscription instead of fifteen dollars a month, and you you get ads. Although I did see that they are not letting some of their most uh, popular shows. Uh, right on the ad like the crown wow, will not be available on the, so the ad supported stupid. i wonder if the crown is because that's a joint production they don't have the choice and oh, they might not have the, the rights yeah. um they're also not going to be doing um at least they're not gonna be doing ads in the middle of films but some of their creators like you know shonda don't Rhimes, want that. they don't want because they're not creating shows right. to be interrupted ryan murphy who's very smart i think and a very good producer creates his shows with a three-act structure so he's said that he's okay with it um, I actually think that's been a problem with streaming services. HBO, again, is different here because they've still made shows with like a kind of a beginning, middle, end. But when you go to an era where the amount of runtime could be inconsistent and when you were mm. creating shows to be streamed and to binge watch and watch the next episode immediately after, I think that that does not play well with ad-supported content because it ruins the flow. And so... This is I now going. To, I think a lot of showrunners are going to have to learn what the previous, you know, seven decades of television producers knew, which was okay. We have to make things that have that can have break points. Have acts. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Let's take a little break because uh, we're going to go to Act Eighteen of this show. <laughs> uh, it's great to have the Rocket Crew on, and I hope you listen to their show at Relay.fm. We've introduced a whole new group of people uh, to something that is really a wonderful show with Simone de Rochefort and uh, Christina Warren and uh, Brianna Wu. And uh, we're so glad to have you, uh, the three of you. Coming up, I will get hit by a pie. <laughs> so I know you're all going to want to stay tuned for that. Our show today brought to you by Podium. It's pretty clear among the others, and what we talk about on all of our shows is how technology is changing our world very dramatically, you know, and sometimes it happens and you don't notice it and then you suddenly wake up and, for instance, 
Who makes phone calls anymore, right? We text. We text. And more and more businesses are realizing this is the way to interact with our customers. Customers prefer this. Maybe COVID taught us a little bit when you would, you know, make a place an order and then they would text you, your order's ready. And then I'd say, I'm on my way and pick it up on the curb. And we just got easier and easier and easier. If you own a small business, you really need to look at Podium. It is a way to keep ahead of the curve by using the tools your customers want you to use, modern messaging tools. So it's easier for customers to connect with your business. It's easier for you to connect with your customers. You know, I I will tell you as a customer, I don't want to call a business. Whether it's a plumber, a landscaper, a restaurant, a dentist. I hate playing phone tag. I hate leaving messages. I'm never available to talk on the phone. I'm always available for a text message. So if you're a business that communicates with me via text message, you're going to get my business. If you're running a business today and the only way to get in touch with you is a phone number, I guarantee you, you're losing customers. Customers who get that answering machine and get that service and go, yeah, no, never mind, hang up. Podium gives businesses the tools to compete with the convenience already offered by, you know, Amazon's already doing this. The big businesses are doing this. But now as a as a retail business in a small town like ours, you can make such a huge difference. You know, I, I know that many of the people I do business with now are using Podium. My dentist, when I'm leaving, they say, your next appointment, and they give me the date in a way that I can click it. It goes into my calendar, and then this is so smart. Leave us a review on Yelp or Google or whatever. I click it. I leave the five stars. It's fast. It's easy. It really works. But it isn't just reviews. It's not just information. One car dealer actually, in fact, I think this happens all the time, sold a $50,000 truck and four text messages. You see this all the time now where a dealer will text somebody, hey, I just got uh, the new um, Mustang Mach-E in stock. Are you interested? It works. A jeweler sold a $5,000 ring, coordinated curbside pickup, all through text, not once on the phone, right? A dentist sent out payment requests through text, got 70% of their outstanding collections in just two weeks. Yeah, you can actually get payments through Podium. And your employees will like it because instead of a variety of different ways to communicate, you got one inbox, everything goes into it from your website, from text messaging. You can do more than chat. You can get those online reviews. You can collect payments. You can send marketing campaigns that get a response. You can, it's so easy. It's so fast. And your customers want you to communicate with them that way. See how Podium can grow your business. You can see a demo today, right now at podium.com slash twit, P-O-D-I-U-M, dot com slash twit uh and 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 give it a shot i think you will see this will change the way you do business change the way you interact with your customers over a hundred thousand local businesses now use podium you should too podium p-o-d-i-u-m dot com slash twit podium let's grow let's grow all right i gotta open this i can't i can't uh put this off any longer this is so cool all right before i do we got a little a little video that we made that shows you some of the things that happened this week on Twitter. I think you're going to enjoy it. Watch. All right, bring in the cute. Where's the cute? Where is the cute? Oh, there's the cute. Oh my goodness, that doggy so cute. Previously on Twit. 
<laughs> Mac Break Weekly. Everybody's trying to figure out how to uh, survive, and Apple's decided that putting more gambling ads in the App Store is really the way to uh, to make. Wow. That, that went really bad, really fast. <laughs> Mark Arment's tweet. Now my app's know. product page shows gambling ads, which I'm really not okay with. The App Store has corrupted such a great company so deeply. They make so much from gambling and the manipulative in-app purchases. They don't even see the problem anymore. Hands-on photography. Yeah, I've been looking around at some old photographs, you know, and, and apparently... A lot of you, too, out there in the hands-on photography community been looking at some old photographs and been wanting to restore them. Well, that's what we're going to get into this week, doing some photo restorations. I have some tips and tricks and some options for you, and it's going to be a lot of fun. The Tech Guy. We've got Micah suited up now in the other yeah. studios, in the big room, because you need a lot of room. We're going to try out this new Quest Pro. This is the $1,600 virtual reality visor that Meta sells. There you go. See if you can get that in the chimney. This is a Oculus Quest. For Jimmy. Twit. It's not, you know, my favorite podcasts are not quirky podcasts. <laughs> They're security podcasts. There we oh. go. Got the security guard. That's there. Lily, oh. our uh, new, uh, Hello, our new office security guard, Lily. She, she smells wh- really good. She's so cute. Yes, you're oh. yeah, she's sweetie. Yeah, what a yeah, sweetheart. Not. <laughs> she doesn't taste really good, though. <laughs> <laughs> the breath. How's the breath? <laughs> Does Christina get to pet Lily? I, Lily's not here right now. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. No. That's okay. She's a toy poodle, a teacup. She's so She's cute. really tiny. Oh. Oh my God! And, uh, you her. saw that we got her a little vest that says security. Yes. I saw that. I was like, "Oh, she's your security. She's yeah, your guard dog." She's I love in charge. It. Yeah, I love it. She's really, really sweet. How how big do they get? That's it. That's it. I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the that's the dog I want. No, yeah. okay, but I, I didn't realize. It. Okay, because and she doesn't. She's not a yappy. Sometimes small dogs can be yappy. Yeah. I don't know. She might be. We, she's still a puppy, but apparently she's not going to get much bigger. And. uh She's uh, very quiet and calm. Amazing. So uh, tell me about your event this week. All right. So GitHub Universe is taking place on Wednesday and Thursday. And it's kind of a celebration of all the development things happening on GitHub and in the open source. By the way, and this is unsolicited. I love GitHub. I was very nervous, like a lot of us. Yeah. uh, That when Microsoft bought it, it would somehow become a corporate. Same. Yeah. And uh, I know people left for GitLab and their own Git instance. I never left, and I'm using it more than ever. I have a paid account now again, and uh, I use it for my blog. It, it backs up my uh, mm-hmm. Hugo blog. I have uh, 30 repositories because I do a lot of fun stuff. and It's great. I love it. I'm very happy with it. I have public repositories, and I have private stuff. I have all my dot files are on there. Yeah. I love GitHub, so thank you. And Martin, your colleague is here yes. uh, from Northern Ireland. Yes. He came out for this event. He came out for this event. Yeah. Cause he's, he's a big deal. He's a big deal. Yeah. He, he said he's your driver. He is, he is. Well, okay. I mean, that's what, no, he, he, uh, he, he's your he, boss too. He's my boss. Too. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's, that, that's great. No, he's also, he's vice president of developer relations. You can, you can he's have, fantastic. if you want the beef jerky, you can have it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to slap your hand. <laughs> No, he loves this. No, but and um, and actually, he was the one who this was his idea to make these badges. So these are we're giving them to people who attend the event. Some of our uh, we're, we're kind of doing a beta test. These can are, you get the over the shoulder uh, Benito? Yeah, these are for go. some of our our GitHub stars and some community members. GitHub and, Badger twenty forty. So this is from the future. Yeah. So this is you'll see it is. Um, okay, there's a floppy disk. No, it's no. That's open it. 
Okay, that's definitely a floppy no, disk. No, that's the badge. It's a zip disk? Mm-mm. No. It's in the bubble wrap? Yep. Oh, and I got a nice GitHub lanyard. I'm going to wear this everywhere. This is awesome. So this is this is programmable. This has a Raspberry Pi 2040 in it. Oh, you're kidding. No. You can't even get oh, those wow. anymore. Right. And. Oh, and look at e- that. And it's e-ink. So when you turn this on. <gasps> no. Yeah, so. Oh is there a battery? God. Yeah, there's a battery. And there's a, here's a battery. Here's yep. a battery. Here's yep. two AAAs. I just found out I can buy 300 AAAs for 30 bucks from Amazon. So amazing! I'll be set to run this forever. I okay. can do it. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, my nails, unfortunately, uh, are non-existent. And so. I also got a manicure for GitHub Universe. And uh, You've been playing too much of that Link game. That's exactly yeah. it. No, I've been biting my nails, actually. But no, so what's are great about Are you nervous? This, no, I just, well, I mean, naturally, yeah. So, yeah. okay, so. I used to bite my nails when I was a kid. So this is also programmable. So yeah. it's got kind of has a USB port. Okay, so this plugs in. Um yep. the batteries in here. I'm gonna plug this in. Yep. It's got an e-ink screen. Yep. So the idea is your your uh, visitors would wear this. So what you do, you program uh, to get it. get into the show. You program so, it. So you can program it, yep. And oh, then, it's for coders, isn't it? Um yeah, but it's also got some easy uh, we've got some um you know, fairly easy things that people can do. Coders probably know it. which way to stick this in. I certainly am not having any luck. Don't, Christina, it's so funny. She really wants to. She wants to help so badly. She wants to. She's so cute. She's like. Her little hands are coming in. I can do it. I really can. But uh, Leah, go ahead. You want to try that? I put the battery in for you. It's teamwork. Makes the dream work. Yeah. That's exactly it. And I got this. And then uh, this is a, this is for charging up something or I can't obviously use the USB cable while I'm in walking around the show. Oh, you got nice soft ones. That's good. Like that cable. Oh my God! It has my name on it. Yeah. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God. Yep. Oh, that is Wait, so that's sick. Oh. And Martin, what buttons does he need to press to? I think the power just went out. Actually. No, it's just because. Okay. Uh, hey. Oh, it's e-ink, so it doesn't matter if the power went out; it's going to stay there. Okay. Wait, can I scan See? that QR code? Hang on. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to get if you? No, I think. The... Oh, the power went out. Oh, there it is. It just came back. You know, it's probably it's. Uh, oh, I might not have gotten it in all the loose way. Loose connection, maybe. The QR code links to your profile on GitHub. It, it links to my GitHub profile, Leo Laporte. Wow. GitHub.com/slash/LeoLaporte. You can see my uh, my Emacs configuration. Yeah, and now so when you when so when you I did it, it, it's going to show you your activity. Oh my God, it's so cool! I better get to work. I only have twenty two <laughs> contributions. I scanned it. I scanned it. I put awesome. <laughs> You're fast. You're fast. That is really, really neat. I'm gonna have to get more stars that is 10 though. Out of 10. I'm embarrassed. Wow, Martin, what a great idea! GitHub Universe 2022. Now, you, do you, not everybody gets this. You have to be special. But we're hoping that we will get feedback from people, and then maybe we can start to do this at, at more of our events because I think it's really cool. And this is a this is a Martin's so brainchild, cool. and Martin actually programmed these. I have to say, all of them. Yeah, by hand. Yeah. <laughs> one by one, inch by inch, slowly I turn. Well, I'll make sure that no pie gets on this when I get hit in the face. Um, that but is I, so cool. Can I, can I reprogram it? Is it? Uh, it's Python. It's mm-hmm. Python. Okay. Very nice. How do I, where do I interface with? Oh, there's a little. Uh, yeah, there's a USB-C. USB-C. So you can just kind of That's what the in. cable's for. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Boot, reset. Wow. I want to, oh that's God. GitHub Universe. It's coming up this week. 
You can do it only a part of it's uh, in person, right? You can do you know, it's it hybrid, so all the stuff is going to be online. So if you if you can join us in person, that's great. But otherwise, you can go to getupuniverse.com. Wednesday and Thursday, we'll have we've like over a hundred sessions. Some really good content is going to be going on. Um, content will also be available after the event. So um, if you can't join us, you know, it, as soon, while it's airing live, it'll be available online very quickly afterwards. But it's going to be really, really a fun I time. I get the idea, Martin. I don't have to apply power once I've got it. Exactly. I can take the battery off. You can off. take the battery off and then, and and then, then it just shows. And then now it'll just stay that way. Exactly. That's the ink is smart. That's really cool. Oh, I love this. Look at that. That is so cool. Thank you very much. And thank you for doing a great job with, uh, with GitHub. Are you having fun at the I at the love new it place? so much. Yeah. I love it so much. Thanks to people like Martin and my other colleagues and obviously oh, look. The community members. I got a checklist came yeah. up. Keynote, hack badge, huh. Hubot, chat, eat, sleep, code, learn. Wait, I'm going to show you this. That's hysterical. That was, uh, I guess I pressed one of the buttons. Look at that. Wow. Is there other secret stuff in here? Uh -huh. Oh, look, I can check, click them off. A and C together. He's giving us some secret stuff. This is an exclusive. Nobody knows about this yet. Nope. Wow. Oh, this is cool. Image Ooh. list. Is this touch? No, I get it. I can just press that. I press A or C for launcher. Ah, very cool. Well, anyway, we'll play with this some more. Thank you, Martin, and thank you, Christina Warren. Of course. That is great. Yeah, see, the battery's coming in and out. I got to get a bit. Someone's of asking if it plays Doom. Uh, I, it, I, could. it does, actually. It does. It I, could, think, right? I, think, I think Martin did actually get Doom running on this. Or, or you? We, we Are found you serious? Yeah, okay. So, so, so on this particular badge, we don't have it going, but you can on the, on the, um, With the Raspberry Pi 2040. Pie. So, oh. it's possible. Yes. So freaking cool. Do you have, I bet you do, because I do, have a badge tree somewhere in your office yes. of all the badges. Yes. But this is going to be the one. Right? Isn't that, the, I mean, I'm so excited about, yeah. about this event and about this. And um, yeah. yeah. And so if people, if you nice. want to join us, like I said. What's GitHub, the website? GitHubUniverse.com. GitHubUniverse.com. Thank you, Christina. Thank you. I forgive you. <laughs> 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 I forgive you in advance. All right. <laughs> thank you, Brianna Wu, rebellionpack.org. And thank you for putting together this uh, quiz. That was that so cool. so I can't badly. follow Christina in that badge. That's not, I was hoping you were going to go to Simone. I can't follow that. No, isn't that cool? Oh, wow. Isn't that cool? Wow. Well, no, you. So, uh, we yeah. have this Frank Wu, this fabulous Frank mm -hmm. Wu drawing, thanks to yeah. you. There we go. Very there happy about there that. Christina won it, but that's okay because uh, we have the file. <laughs> <laughs> she, bar she barely, barely. It's not won. an NFT. Uh, I did want to say uh, <laughs> yeah. this uh, for election night, this uh, for election night, I'm going to be doing uh, analysis and coverage over on Sirius XM. Uh, oh, good. Progress station on there. Cool. Oh, good. So I will be uh, doing election night analysis if you want to tune into that. Um, but other than that, you know, Leo, just to get really sincere with you here, um, you know, Twit has been so generous to me, and I know Christina probably feels the same way in my career, giving me a platform to come on here and for you to invite all of us from Rocket here Aww. today to to be here with you. It just it's a it's a professional honor, Aww. and we've always really really Aww. appreciated the space that you've melt. given us. Well, we love <laughs> you guys, and uh, honestly, this is a thrill for me. So I'm I'm very happy. I'm a big fan. So it's really I'm Thank very you. happy. Thank you, Brianna. Woo! Um, <laughs> just before I let you go, prognosis uh, Tuesday. Any ideas what's going to happen? 
<laughs> I, I am optimistic. I'm optimistic. I think uh, it, this isn't a political show, but we could get into the polling. I think uh, they're really underestimating the number of women. So polling has a phone. problem because it's yep. still tied to phone numbers, landlines. Right? They, or are they, they doing they cells yet? They try to cheat it with like predicting and tweaking the algorithm. And I think people it doesn't reflect there. reality as well. And we've seen it's this. It's been off. It's yeah. been off. We've seen this last couple of uh, elections. Yeah, they're um, getting worse, not better. Yeah, and right now huh. it's almost too close to call. They're going up and down, yeah. but it really seems too close to call. Uh, yeah. So, I hope your team wins. <laughs> <laughs> lady, lady, I hope your team wins, uh, whatever team that might be. Uh, uh, but I think the most important thing to tell it's everybody is <laughs> you need to vote. You need to vote. And I think we as geeks, we often think because we're smart, eh, it doesn't matter. You know, it's all rigged. Most of these people are awful anyway. There's all sorts of rationales. It's too complicated. It takes up too much time. I don't want to. But honestly, if you don't vote, you don't get to complain. If you don't vote, you don't have a say. It may not be a perfect system, but it's the system we've got, and we need you to vote, please, every one of you. So, uh, except if you're under eighteen. So go. <laughs> so if you, it's too late if you haven't registered. But if you have and you've got that ballot in hand, everybody in California gets mailed a ballot. Mm -hmm. But if you get that Washington ballot in hand, state as well, yeah. So I've already voted, even though I'll, I'll be here. Good. So I've, I already I've, sent mine in. Yep. In fact, uh, John, looks like you sent yours in. He's got his big sticker. Nice. I'm going to wear mine on Tuesday, but uh, you can save your sticker, John, and you wear it on Tuesday. But I, I couldn't, I can't say how important this is. This, <laughs> if it goes really bad, this could be your last chance to vote ever. <laughs> so, so please, I beg of you, uh, exercise your right to vote. And I'm not telling you how to vote. You vote your conscience. You vote what's right. Do your research. Really, you know, don't listen to other people. Uh, don't listen to propaganda. Do your research. Find out who's best, especially in your local election, because that's where it really counts. Mm -hmm. uh, but do absolutely, please, I beg of you, vote. And I know, Brianna, you feel uh, the same way. And, I sure uh, do. I will be listening uh, on uh, Sirius XM on uh, Tuesday, because I'd love to hear what you think. It'll either be a celebration or... Uh, yeah. <laughs> or, or something. <laughs> hey, Simone, I'm sorry about the fingers, but I'm so glad that you are so creative. It was so much. I love those chaos questions, so even good. though I don't understand them at all. Me either. Uh, That's the beauty. Yeah. Nobody understands me. Yeah. You're you're great. Uh, you work You work supervising video producer Polygon. What kind of videos you do? Ooh, uh, I I have a very big project coming out that I just realized I can't talk about. Oh, no. Uh, we make video essays about video games uh, over at youtube.com slash polygon. Um, we've had some fantastic ones this year. My colleague Pat Gill made one basically looking at the entire history of the Call of Duty franchise and wow. how it evolved from this uh, wow. Steven Spielberg-esque you know, World War II story into something that is like intrinsically tied to the military industrial complex or more accurately, the military entertainment complex in the mm. United States. Mm. Um, some really interesting stuff there. And since we're such a small team, we now have uh, a lot more leeway to spend time on these projects and uh, really make them special. So uh, I hope that you enjoy. Our Are videos. you just on camera or do you get to, to you know, how much... Oh. Listen, pal, we're such a small team. We pitch, research, write, shoot, 
edit and host our own videos. All five, just five of you doing all yeah. of that. Wow. Uh, I can't remember how many of us, five or four of us now. Wow. That's embarrassing. Um, but I'm bad at numbers. Um, but, but yeah, it, it's uh, 1.29 million subscribers. So you're doing something right. That's awesome. I hope, so. I hope you get you. the platinum button. Uh, yes, for your cool. for your house to hang that on the wall because you really need more things on the wall. I don't right? think it'd be in my house. It's I think like, it'd be in the office, but you know, okay. well, that's fine. <laughs> so cool. Uh, what is the game? She oh, needs we're to also. Play? I should say uh, we're on TikTok now as well. I will play a link to the past. Um, if you are on TikTok, I know we we talked a lot about TikTok and its problems. Um, I love no no. Now. I love TikTok, and everybody should follow Polygon on TikTok. Please do. I'm going to click that follow button right now. Thank you so much. Um, I think TikTok is a great platform for what you do. Mm-hmm, and sure. I bet you have a lot of fun with it. So absolutely. That's the thing. There are so many videos where it's like, this is too small to make Why like a 10 minute YouTube video about. Oh my God, it's me. No, it's not. No. Formula One has become yes. increasingly popular. Oh, is it Z like the Formula One one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The races are very sexy. Nobody's engaging with it. I'm going to engage with it right now. That's awesome. Uh, it's interesting. You really see this is where you learn the algorithm. My son's a TikToker and he pays very close attention and he does, he's a TikTok cook and he used to cook a variety of stuff and he, and he realized all anybody wants is sandwiches. So now he just makes sandwiches. (laughs) It's just like, you know, the algorithm works. But you have There's to a guy on TikTok. Listen. He's not the guy who does the like roll a d twenty to decide what I put in my sandwich. No, I love that one. No, it's salt yeah. underscore Hank. Uh, cool. He's uh, he is. It will make you very very hungry. Yes. Uh, I don't recommend. Oh, no. Really. I am oh already hungry. God. Yeah, no. I wouldn't spend any uh, any uh, energy on this. Yeah, I, I follow uh, your son's TikTok, and yeah. and it, it it always makes oh me hungry. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Here, I'll just give you this. Is it's a, a long show. 16 million views of this particular sandwich. Well, yeah. I'm going to You'll like it because jail. he's this playing some Edith Piaf in the background. How do you like that, huh? Pretty cool, huh? Oh, I love everything about this. Yeah. I know. I'm very proud of Hank. Uh, this is why I have to recuse myself on TikTok conversations because I think it's <laughs> right. the best thing that ever happened. <laughs> Uh, like, well, it's problematic, but also my son is TikTok famous, so, you yeah. know. Yeah, so yeah. I ain't got to stay around. Yeah, I ain't exactly. got to knock it. Uh, TikTok.com slash Polygon or uh, YouTube.com slash Polygon or oh, Polygon.com. Actually, that's the best place to go because you get it links to all of the above. Darn right. Thank you so much. So, Leo, before we end the show, I wanted to make you aware of something. Um, you know, for me, I'm really big into speed running. I know you're a big uh, Valheim player. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at this for the speed run category for Valheim. There are only four people, only three people who have ever bothered speed running that game. So, if you record yourself playing <laughs> from beginning to What's the fastest to end, time of the current speed run? The fastest time is three hours and 38 yeah. minutes. I have 600 but, hours know, now on, the, on Valheim, and I haven't finished. I'm just finished. saying, yes. if so. you record it, you can you can submit it, right. and you will be one of the leaders there. Okay, and what so, do I get? Wow. Do I get pie? You get well, you're honor. going to be getting pie. <laughs> yes. Notoriety, fame. Uh, thank you. I love you. I thank love you for you. being thank here. You. Christina thank Warren, you. film underscore girl, developer, a senior developer advocate at GitHub. It is so nice to have you in studio. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Martin, for being here as well. 
Uh, it's been a lot of fun. This has been so great. Thank you yeah. so much for having all yeah. of us. And kind of a silly show. It was so good. But you know what? As it turned out, we didn't have that much to talk about. So it's good we had some other stuff to throw God, in. And why and have speaking... I been sitting here for three hours? <laughs> I know why. I'm going to tell you why. For this moment in time, ladies and yes. gentlemen, we uh, do twit every two, uh, Sunday. I'm, t- I'm getting a little nervous. 2 p.m. Pacific. 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2200 UTC. Note the new time. We are now in standard time. Uh, you can watch us live, live.twit.tv. Chat with us live at irc.twit.tv or in the Discord if you are a Club Twit member. After the fact, on-demand versions of all our shows available on the website, uh, twit.tv. There's a YouTube channel for This Week in Tech and all of the big shows as well. You can watch the shows there. It's a great way to share clips because YouTube makes that easy. And, of course, the best way to subscribe, I'm sure you say this about Rocket 2, is to Get your podcast player and type in This Week in Tech and subscribe. And that way you'll get it automatically every Sunday, just in time for your Monday morning commute. <laughs> Don't want to say this. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next time. Another twit. Christina gets the honors, right? Oh, of course. Lord. You know, oh, I'm so if you happy. Had, I just want to tell you. If you had lost, I was going to still hit myself with the pie. I wasn't going to. Well, you can. You, I'm going to hit you with it, and then you can hit me with that. How's no, that? No, I won't. No, do no, that. I'm happy to. No, but I'm happy for one to. thing, I live here. You've got to go home. You got to go to a hotel. I, I, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Another twist is in the can. Oh God! Harder. Do it harder. Woo! You got to smush it around. Really. Mm, that's kind of tasty. Is it good? Mm. You with the cherry? I need a little uh, windshield wiper, though, on my glasses. It's a good thing. Yeah. There you go. It's a good thing I wore the glasses. Tonight. Yeah. Another twist in the pie pan. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs>